0: hello all i'm kyle and i'm zach and we're a couple of small town gays who love buffy the vampire slayer together we'll examine each episode of this trailblazing
1: series through the lens of our own queer experiences
0: we'll dive deep into the stacks to break down each episode
1: share some behind the scenes trivia at scooby meetings and
0: explore queer themes as we stand against the forces of darkness
1: so whether you're a first-time watcher You've been a fan since the old ones walked the earth.
0: We invite you to join weekly patrols of the Sunnydale streets with your Buffy Buffy Gays.
1: I don't get it. What? I've been doing a lot of thinking about where you're coming from and why you're always interrupting me. And I've come to a very simple conclusion. I don't get it. I'm inscrutable, huh? You're Kyle. I mean, I think there's just a biological imperative whereby I can't understand you or why you're always interrupting me because I'm not Kyle.
0: Well, we probably ought to table this discussion and tell the people what to expect out of this episode.
1: I guess it's a fair point. All right. Well, this week on Buffy Gaze, we'll discuss episode three of Buffy the Vampire Slayer season
0: one with the lengthy title of which. (laughs) We'll start to unpack the veritable cornucopia of fiends, devils, and ghouls Sunnydale has to offer. We'll have great trivia and behind the scenes facts form, even if we're a little shaky on the dismount. And we'll release our queer opinions (laughs) about this episode, or Korsheth, take us! Get ready to be spellbound by this week's episode of Buffy Buffy Gaze. Gaze! Uh you continue to bully me in our <laughs> intro, sir. Not appropriate. Uh, man. uh yeah, so I wrote out this script
1: uh for what we were going to say and I did not have the part about Kyle interrupting me in the script. Of course. So that was a surprise to him a on little the little Improv there. Is that why you <laughs> highlighted
0: the thing in green? Yes,
1: to remind me to say it. <laughs> you
0: little bitch. I <laughs>
1: say I'm just a little bitch. Oh. <laughs> Oh man, time for Kyle to walk us through what happened in this episode
0: which <laughs> which <laughs> yes. So, uh in this episode, uh, it's our first non-pilot episode really of the season. We get an idea of the formula about the season. We learn that we will be facing threats that are not just vampires, and we might not even Mm -hmm. face vampires every episode. A whole cornucopia of shit. Yes. So, Buffy uh, navigates some of her relationship with her mom in relation to a new classmate she has just met named Amy, who also has a rocky relationship with her mom, which we learn about by means of cheerleading tryouts. Uh, We find out that... Amy is a witch who has been casting spells to make sure that she gets on the cheerleading team to fulfill her mom's dreams because her mom used to be a great cheerleader. And then later we find out that Amy's mom is the actual witch and she has swapped Ooh. their bodies. Huh? Yes. And Giles performs a counter spell to, uh, re- reverse a spell that she cast on Buffy and to put Amy in the correct body again. Hmm. So, Zach, do you have any Finite trivia? Finite Incantatum, I think, is uh, what he did. Well, no, I'm just kidding. What Incantatum? <laughs> Finite Incantatum. Sorry, it's just a Harry
1: Potter <laughs> reference.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yes. So, Zach, do you have any trivia about this episode?
1: I do have just a skosh. Let me put it up.
0: All right. So, we don't have many new
1: locations or anything. I mean, we have Amy's house, but uh, we're not going to go into that. Uh, But I did want to talk about uh, the director of this third episode, our third different director. And uh, this director's name is Stephen Craig. And uh, according to INDB, he has clocked over 250 hours of primetime TV. Like, that's the, the TV, sorry, that is shown. He's probably clocked way more hours than that. Dan, that's a lot. Yeah, uh, he is an Emmy winner. He's been nominated for a Golden Globe, and I think he won a uh, People's Choice Award. So the guy's got cred. Um, before Buffy, he directed Doogie Hauser M.D. Oh. Yeah, The Wonder Years. Um, Mr. Patrick Harris. Right. Uh, <laughs> and uh, he also directed Northern Exposure. So I think... Those are kind of like I don't know what that is, and it sounds like a porn interruption. One, <laughs> sorry, That's <laughs> fine, it's fine. <laughs> uh, I don't know, didn't know what it was either, but it's a like kind of a rom com thing that was apparently a big deal in the early '90s, <laughs> and um, or, sorry, not a rom com, but just like a a sitcom. Gotcha. And uh, I think all of these things, Wonder Years, another kind of sitcom type show, uh, it all kind of makes sense. That this guy would be in the Buffyverse directing stuff because, you know, there's the comedy chops there. Yeah, um, and he also he directed other stuff before that too. It was just I was trying to condense it down, so I'm not giving his entire list, which is huge. Um, but after he directed a ton more stuff, uh, some titles that I noted were Monk, Desperate Housewives, NCIS, Boston Legal, Grey's Anatomy, Agent Carter, How to Get Away with Murder, and Chicago fire uh and i'm seriously there were like 50 other things <laughs> so
0: lots of dramas yeah, like prime time tv dramas he's
1: very familiar with drama um there's a little few sci-fi things in there uh, i can't remember something
0: about space i was on a real monk kick as a teenager for a good like year maybe
1: yeah i watched several episodes of that too um so i think like i said it, it those kind of that kind of experience makes a lot of sense why he would be really good at directing stuff like this and i think it really shows in like the mother-daughter interactions with like buffy and joyce like i agree i think of course those actors are very strong actors but like i think also that's hints of good directing too yes so uh but that is all i have the trivia section is very short
0: yes Time. uh I, I do want to mention, uh, because we will say it in the episode anyway, probably, this is not the first, or excuse me, this is not the last time we see Amy. She does come back later.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, right. <laughs> <laughs> so you can expect
0: to see more from Amy.
1: Yeah, this is our first experience with Amy, uh, and not our last. Um, so let's go
0: ahead and uh, why don't we discuss... The uh, episode in greater detail. Yes. So we start with our In Every Generation weird short speech again. Yeah, this will be here for the duration of the season. Yes. And so we go straight in uh, right after that to Giles speaking to an indeterminate person (laughs) about how he's disappointed in them and he can't believe what they're doing. And it's like they're joining a cult. And then we cut to Buffy. He's been scolding her because she plans on trying out for the cheerleading squad, which seems to imply that this is the beginning of the school year also i don't in my experience these things happen at the end of school years the timeline is weird to me (laughs) yeah i mean i think you're just kind of supposed to go with it yeah i'm I'm fine with just going with it i just i just needed to point that out i think
1: the cult thing is neat because it's like slight like indirect foreshadowing that something kind of like mystical or whatever is going to be part of it. I mean, yeah. I think like witches are kind of associated sometimes with cults and things like that. Also
0: a cult is a is kind of something you might expect Buffy to fight against.
1: Right. So, uh, Anyway, I just thought that was really funny.
0: I really enjoyed uh, – <laughs> Giles asks Buffy, do you ignore everything I say as a rule? And she says, no, that's your trick. <laughs> right. <laughs> because he does kind of ignore her, he wh- does. her a lot.
1: Yeah, I, I really love the, uh, the repartee,
0: if you will, between <laughs> uh,
1: Buffy and Giles. It's early on, Like them getting a feel for each other is just really – Yes,
0: he says her birthright is slaying vampires, not (laughs) pom-poms. Right, waving pom-poms. Yes. (laughs) And,
1: uh, yeah, I just want to take a minute, too, to kind of talk about this uh, cheerleading outfit that she's trying out in. Yes. Which... I saw it and I was like, "That's kind of like weird." And then, but you find out later that's like the that is kind of the cheerleading uniform. It's like a ribbed sweater.
0: Yeah, it's pretty close. And it's cheer is just skirt like white instead of yellow. Yeah, it looks
1: like maybe she w- had it from her old school. Uh huh. And so yeah, it's just. uh I mean, I remember going to school in the nineties, and I don't remember cheer uniforms looking like that.
0: That that's giving me like. 50s vibes <laughs> my uh, my high school's cheer uniforms were like it was kind of like a one piece kind of thing like the mm-hmm. skirt was attached and they didn't have sleeves like that but mm-hmm. i don't know maybe maybe their california had long sleeve cheer uniforms in mm-hmm. the 90s who knows Go it off does this. it didn't seem incongruent with things that i know I of mean, from like seeing movies it's
1: not like the wildest thing in the world but yeah it felt like to me like a hollywoodification of yeah cheerleading like You know, older guys being like, oh, this is what it was like back when I was in school. Buffy's
0: makeup is very similar in this episode, except for most of it. She's wearing pink eyeshadow instead of blue. Mm, Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I clocked in like a darker shade later on. Yes. So Giles forbids Buffy from (laughs) (laughs) trying out for the cheerleading squad. And she's like, you plan on stopping me how? Yes. I love that. And he says by uh, by appealing to your common sense if such a creature exists. <laughs> yeah. Their writing is just so funny. Very funny banter. It is oh, yeah. also uh like giving us this thing, this dynamic which is ongoing about Giles like kind of trying to he's like I'm in charge of you Buffy and mm-hmm. Buffy kind and Buffy never really goes for it like he he never really gets he's never like supposed controlling her like it seems like he thinks his job is supposed to be
1: right which i think it's really indicative of the watchers and how they are like he's explained to her that he's his wa- he is her watcher yes and like that he kind of explained what their roles are supposed to be but we don't see him like on camera try that again or like he doesn't offer any information like about like the history of anything or like why it's important that they work together or any of that stuff like why his knowledge is is important things
0: are and you need to listen to me
1: yeah it's very like but i I think it's really cool and we'll see throughout the series like as giles progresses in his storylines um his uniqueness as a watcher yeah and uh Oh oh and uh I just wanted to say too, uh to transition into the next scene, uh Buffy's like, I wanna have a life. I want I wanna do something normal, something safe.
0: Yes, and then we immediately cut into this creepy like lair room thing mm-hmm. with dolls all over the place hanging well, like, from hooks. At and, first like,
1: it's kinda like these like dried flowers. Yeah, they're like plants hanging and from you're the like, ceiling. It's it's creepy music, but you're like, Oh dried flowers, nice. And then yeah. you immediately go to like a, a wall of like creepy Pop it type And things. a
0: cauldron full of bubbling <laughs> green scaly dew. green liquid. Yes. Yes, very very uh it's
1: like evil Nickelodeon slime.
0: Yeah very like textbook witch stuff. <laughs> right. It's a, yeah. And so that's very short and we cut back straight to the gym. There's lots of girls in the gym, like warming up for cheerleading tryouts uh-huh. presumably and, and Xander, Xander and Willow, Willow are, there. are there with Buffy I
1: wrote it took exactly zero seconds for Xander to become a giant horn yes, dog. Exactly
0: so uh, in this scene, Xander Horny counter number three he sees a girl, <laughs> like, doing the splits on these two chairs, and he is mesmerized by yeah, it. Yeah,
1: like, he he stops mid-sentence he and, acts like, like, makes these weird... He saw her nether regions. Nonverbal, yeah, like... <laughs> he's just, like... Conversation, conversation, boner. <laughs> yes,
0: you can just... You can see, hear it in his voice. It's just... <laughs>
1: yeah, I mean, and, you know... In Xander's... I I feel like I'm always kind of coming to Xander's defense, but, like, he was written that way,
0: you know? Yep. (laughs) So, uh, Buffy's talking about how Giles didn't like the idea and Willow's saying how they support her and everything. I just have to say... uh, I don't have a whole lot about to say... Excuse me. I don't have a whole lot to say about all of the outfits in this episode. They're all kind of, like, standard run-of-the-mill. Willow has yet to reach the standards of, like terrible awful outfit that she wore in the first scene she you was in
1: really hung up on the softer side of it Sears. just seems
0: like she's supposed to be wearing terrible like she's supposed to have really bad fashion sets but sense but she looks cute the whole episode i mean
1: <laughs> i definitely i mean you can see she's i think very individualistic yeah which is definitely not like she's not in like she's not like cordelia and it, she's not really like at the level of like a super artistic like i'm making very purposeful fashion
0: choices Uh kind of thing she's just like quirky you know yeah because here she's wearing this like long sleeve shirt it has some kind of pattern on it i couldn't really tell what was on it and purple pants and Mm -hmm. she looks cute she's looks nice yeah
1: uh, the willow outfits will eventually get wild but we're not there yet
0: yeah it's just i i have lots of compliments for the wardrobe department even specifically in this episode later Mm -hmm. but like why give her this the ugliest outfit in the world in the first episode and then she just dresses normally? Well, longer. everybody
1: needs to be like this kind of extreme, larger-than-life archetype of what they're going to be in the first episode. So yeah, you get that message. yeah, whatever. Um, I like how, back to what you were talking about, about them talking about Giles, I like how Buffy says, I'd say get a date if he wasn't so old. Yes, like,
0: old people can't have girlfriends. Also,
1: he's in what, maybe his... 40s, yeah, 30s, something like that at that point, and then uh, I also (laughs) teenagers. I i think in in like this scene, like, yes, Xander is being you know, horny Xander, of course, but um, I love Willow's uh response to him where he's like talking again and gets off track again because boner, and (laughs) then uh, he's like, Where was I? and Willow says you're pretending that seeing scantily clad girls and revealing postures was a spiritual experience. Right. And then he says, who said I was pretending, which is funny. (laughs) (laughs) Right. And uh, so I got to give props to uh, the Xander writing on that part, even though it's still a little, (laughs) right. It's a lot.
0: It's sort of your first inkling that Willow's kind of annoyed that Xander is interested in everyone but her.
1: That and uh, the bracelet because yeah, yeah. buffy's so, like what's that and then he she's like yeah what's that like yeah kind of exactly. very pointedly
0: so xander gives buffy this bracelet that says it's something like always and forever yours always yeah and he says oh they were all like that i just couldn't find any anything that had that on it so here you go this is for good luck <laughs> and buffy just takes it whatever yeah she he's like oh it. they yeah she kind of
1: reads it and like gives him this like a look a little bit and he's like oh they all said that
0: yeah and then Amy comes up, and Willow introduces Amy to Buffy. They uh, she makes a comment that Amy's lost a lot of weight, and Amy mm-hmm. says, "Had to," and it's just like a just like this throwaway comment, right. which is very is, is important. There's all kinds of hints about what's happening with Amy in this episode. Well, and like to me.
1: Um, she says like oh i oh how i hate this let me count the ways yeah and then but she also seems very knowledgeable about like the ins and outs of trying out like she makes that comp or that comment about oh she trained with benson he's the best blah 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 yeah
0: and buffy doesn't realize that cheerleading coaches exist
1: (laughs) yeah i mean in her defense bring it on had not come out yet true
0: but she was also a cheerleader at her old school (laughs) yeah that's true (laughs) It, uh, uh, and so they're watching this girl Amber Benson do some kind of solo um, routine. What? I guess. No. She's... Sorry, not Amber Benson. <laughs> That's an actress who comes in later in season four. That Amber, so wait, what's her name? Amber Grove. Amber Grove. So Amber Grove, it kind. She's doing this elaborate routine. I don't know if it's supposed to be part of her tryout or if she's just warming up or what but they're just talking about her Cordelia says uh does she think this is the lake is this is the Laker girls and uh <laughs>
1: Willow's like I heard she turned them down yes that's very and funny and I think oh I have a fun fact here oh uh it is a uh, interesting that Car- uh, that uh, Cordelia delivered that line because Charisma Carpenter once cheered for the San Diego Chargers oh Oh, interesting. So she had cheer experience. Very cool. We respect cheerleaders
0: on this here, our pod. Yeah, sure. <laughs> Go
1: off. Build those pyramids. <laughs> and I said, right? get it, Cordelia. And Build those pyramids, you
0: bitch. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway... Uh, Amber is doing this routine, and she starts to smoke. And Willow says, oh, my God, she's on fire. And Cordelia says, kill it with the hyperbole. <laughs> but uh, lo and behold, she actually bursts into flames. Her hands right. burst her into hands. flames. And she's,
1: like, waving her hands in the air while they're on fire because yes. apparently she does not know stop, drop, and roll. She right.
0: Forgotten about it. She's like, my heroes. So Buffy uses her heroic instinct, and she immediately tackles Amber Grove to the ground. Yeah,
1: the uh, arm... The wacky-waving, inflatable, flaming, arm-failing tube wacky, woman that wacky is waving, Amber Wacky-waving, inflatable,
0: arm flailing Amber Grove.
1: Wacky-waving, inflatable. inflatable, flaming, uh, oh, arm-failing, arm-failing tube flaming. woman <laughs> that is Amber Grove.
0: <laughs> anyway, so Buffy <laughs> tackles her and smoth- smothers the flames on her hands. And uh, that completely, like, cheerleading tryouts are over mm-hmm. for the day, naturally. Right. You know... If they cancel cheerleading tryouts because one girl's hands combusted, you think they would, like, let school out when an extreme dead guy falls out of the locker?
1: I mean, well, they only canceled the gym class. That was it. Right. With the extreme dead guy. So yeah, exactly. I mean, no, this tracks with how things have been. <laughs>
0: uh, yeah, I suppose so. And so then we get our intro, and we cut back to Buffy in the library. She's talking about how she's been slaying vampires for over a year. And she says she's seen more cringe-worthy things than this, which I just wanted to point out because as I'm so hung up on the way we use the word cringe-worthy today, mm-hmm. she w- she meant like I've seen gruesome things, right, and like scary and like gory things, yeah. And I I was surprised to hear that word. I was like, oh, they that this happened the, a they, different
1: use of the phrase yeah exactly the term has
0: evolved and now it's like yeah. a secondhand embarrassment kind right of thing. i thought was that was neat and so she's never seen something like this before so here is where we're establishing that in this show we're going to be dealing with all sorts of things that are not vampires we There's established
1: that sunnydale is a veritable cornucopia of fiends and devils and ghouls to engage
0: yes that is what and, giles says and they
1: all give him that look and he's like pardon me for finding the glass half full yes (laughs) it's so funny
0: that he's excited that they're dealing with something other than vampires right (laughs) in fact there's not a vampire in this entire episode and it's sort of like okay our first episode after this beginning stuff Mm -hmm. no vampires because we need to make sure
1: other things as the
0: yeah even though that's the name of the show vampires are not the only or even the main threat always right so Uh, they're just talking, uh, they get excited. Willow and Xander get excited to help, Mm -hmm. uh, because Buffy's talking about how they need to learn more about Amber because they think that she might be a witch right now. And Willow is like, oh, that means illegal school hacking. I'm so excited. And Xander's like going to go off and talk to people about Amber. And Buffy starts a long tradition. Well, I guess she already started it in the second episode. She
1: continues the tradition of...
0: Yes, she's like, oh, I don't want you guys involved. I don't want to get you in danger. Yeah, that could, I think that could easily be a counter. Like, yeah, how right? many
1: times does Buffy try to rebuff Xander and Willow's attempts to help her?
0: Which is particularly funny because they're just like looking up information. I guess if yeah. she heard, she could like cast a spell on them or something, but they're not really doing anything like particularly dangerous. Yeah,
1: and. <laughs> I like uh, Xander's quote. He's like, I laugh in the face of danger. Then I hide till it goes away.
0: Oh, actually, do they, do they decide that she's a witch here or they just know that something's happening?
1: I, yeah, I don't think this is the part where they know oh, it's okay, a witch. Oh,
0: it's later that they decide she's a witch. But they also entertain the idea that it might not be Amber that's doing these things. Yeah, they're trying to figure it out at this point. So they go out and we cut to Buffy in uh, her kitchen at home. Mm-hmm. uh this dress she's wearing has like it's is a kind of a cute dress i'm i'm interested i'm i wonder if in the 90s teenage girls wore dresses this often there are lots of dresses in this show mm-hmm. and lots of them are kind of cute and I actually like them and I'm just wondering it seems like people don't wear dresses that much on TV anymore but yeah. i like them I mean yeah they're cute they're definitely nice outfits and I mean, She's also wearing these, like, leggings that are, like, kind of, like, le- or leggings or tights or something. They're kind of, like, spanx. lacy and have a little, like, uh, pattern on them. She mm. looks cute. Yeah. Uh, this is the first time I got, like, actually, she must have, wait. She must have changed into that cheerleading tryout outfit at school and then changed back before coming home. I guess she it's changed It's actually kind gym. of
1: confusing to me, like, the timeline of this because like I yeah. was like th- I was watching it thinking like did she just go home in the middle of the day like for lunch and then go back to school or is like the thing sure that happens next the next day I'm
0: pretty sure it's the next day because everyone's in different outfits yeah
1: I guess that makes sense I one thing I liked in this scene was uh, was Joyce, uh Joyce asking her uh, how was school and she, today honey and she's like a reverent joy
0: yes that was very funny I enjoyed it. it was that. a
1: good line and uh this is uh this is also the scene where Joyce kind of, like, she has a little stumble, right, with the... Uh, yeah,
0: she's kind of, like, she's busy, she's doing, like, job things at home, and she gets mm-hmm. a little bit irritated with Buffy, so it's not just her, like, trying yeah. to be the perfect mom all well, the time.
1: I don't think it's, like, she doesn't even seem irritated with Buffy so much as just, like, um, well, Amy's parents don't have a lot of shit to do, you know? Yeah, right. And, like... Uh, and Buffy gets a little kind of irritated at her mm-hmm. because, right, Is this is the scene, right? So what is happens she... in
0: this scene is Joyce is opening a bunch of these boxes mm-hmm. for a tribal art display at the museum. Right. Uh, the 90s of it all. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we are uh, stealing tribal art and using it for our museum exhibit or whatever. Mm-hmm. And also uh, there's a fertility statue, which is like a very... Yeah you know, exoticism of different cultures type of thing. Mm. Although I do enjoy the joke they have with it. Yeah. So she's opening all these things for her art display. We learned in episode one that she works at a gallery here Mm -hmm. in Sunnydale and she's kind of helping to run the gallery and they found a space and everything. And uh, Buffy's trying to talk to her about trying out for cheerleading she doesn't say cheerleading at first though and Joyce is like wait what was it that you were trying out for again an activity or Buffy mm-hmm. asks her what it is Yeah and she's and, like
1: some activity sorry i forgot Yeah exactly
0: and so Buffy gets a little bit irritated with mm-hmm. her because like she doesn't know like she's not paying attention yeah. or something because she's you know busy with work and stuff And she <laughs> she's like she opens a box and she says this is oh this is a fertility statue you don't need to see that And then at the end of the scene, Buffy, like, opens it, and she's like, whoa. Yeah. (laughs) That's very funny. And so this is sort of setting up this – the juxtaposition of Amy's relationship with her mom and Buffy's relationship with her mom, which is very interesting.
1: Yeah, it's the beginning of this kind of mirrored story in this episode.
0: Joyce also does this kind of passive-aggressive thing, like, it wouldn't physically hurt you to help me open these boxes. (laughs) And then she's focusing on a ledger or something, and Buffy just Just like... Just rips it open with her She just opens it really easy, while and Joyce has been using like a crowbar to try to open them. Right, and
1: I really love, again, the difference of seeing a parental figure with flaws but who isn't like a monster you know what i mean like it's not like she doesn't care about buffy at all she's just like a human being with a job who's busy yeah and so and
0: and then distracted
1: and she acknowledges too like okay sorry i'm i know i'm not doing the best right now and she like points it out and is very upfront. and it's just uh you know this is going to become probably a broken record every time we talk about joyce but joyce is just an amazing character like yes, we a really her. great achievement because she could have so easily just been like this
0: like a caricature of a mom yeah
1: she could have just been like a cardboard cut out with like a screamy voice
0: yeah and it's just it's really easy to really sympathize with Joyce and I think even like as a younger person watching this show it's kind of nice like you might look at her and be like that's kind of if you if you don't have great parents you might be like oh hey that's a mom I might want to have because I'm sure lots of people watch this who didn't have a relationship with their parents who like they could say things like this with. I, I, I like that Buffy. Uh, oh, th- it's in another scene. We'll talk about that later. <laughs> Sorry. It's another scene in the kitchen. <laughs> you couldn't, <laughs> you guys couldn't hear it, but I so, rolled my eyes.
1: Cause we talked we said we we're going to talk about it later.
0: Yes. So Joyce also mentions that she thinks that cheerleading is going to keep Buffy out of trouble. Mm-hmm. And Buffy's like, I'm not in trouble. This is, Mom. yeah, that's the real slip.
1: Like, cause she says something like, Uh, I'm not in trouble. Yeah, and then she says, well, not yet, or something like that. Yes, and And she's
0: like, oh, well, what I mean is you stopped cheerleading right before you got into trouble last time. Yeah, Joyce steps in it just a little bit. Yeah, Buffy's already mad about that, and she kind of storms out. And Joyce, is that when Joyce says the thing about the dismount? Uh,
1: No, it's in a different scene.
0: Okay, there's another scene in the kitchen, and I keep getting them confused. Mm -hmm. Well, they're pretty similar, so it makes sense. (laughs) Yeah, so... Uh, We move on back to cheerleading tryouts, presumably Mm -hmm. the next day. We do see
1: very pointedly, uh, I just want to point out before she goes to uh, try out, Cordelia put on this very bright pink headband.
0: Oh, yeah. (laughs) That kind
1: of doesn't really match her outfit, which is a very put together uh, athletic training outfit. I didn't notice that. I'm pretty sure that's this scene where she's right because this is where they try out i just didn't notice Isn't it, it at
0: all so i you're probably right
1: yes and so no it's like this very like streamlined black number with like some kind of white like ribbing yeah and uh it it, it i noticed i was like wow this is a very <laughs> very yeah. nice workout outfit just a
0: pop of color yeah with the headband with the pink headband yeah uh-huh. so they're doing um, a and we see the pink
1: headband Uh, come into something later that I'll talk about when we do get to it.
0: Oh, okay. Uh,
1: Another, we'll talk about it later. Uh I'm excited (laughs)
0: about that. that. So they're doing their group performance part of the tryout. Cordelia, someone's, uh, Amy stumbles into Cordelia, and Cordelia's like, you saw that, right? Mm -hmm. That was not me. And uh, they cut away from this group performance. We go into the hallway with Amy and Buffy, and Amy is talking all about her mom's cheerleading accomplishments. They're looking into this trophy case. There's a picture of her mom. Mm -hmm. There's a trophy that she won. Uh, She's talking all about her parents and how they got married right after graduation. Yeah. But her dad was a loser, Mm -hmm. and they Yeah, she really bashes her dad. Do what? And oh, yeah, yeah, she really
1: bashes the dad. She's the like, seat. he's a
0: loser. He, he ran awful. off with the
1: trailer, Miss Trailer Trash, when uh, yes. when I was 12. And we get this through line with Amy in this episode about weight and weight yeah. loss, which I think it's really interesting how they paired this kind of parent who's obsessed with living through their child's storyline and like how. Uh, it kind of hints that she got like basically an eating disorder. Yeah. And there is definitely examples of disordered eating because she talks about padlocking their fridge and only drinking or only eating broth.
0: Yeah. Right. Exactly. And she's really talking about her mom. She's not saying that she's being made to do this or anything. She's talking about her. If her mom gains an ounce, she'll do this stuff.
1: Yeah. Well, well, I guess, but it kind of insinuates that Amy was forced to eat that way. Yeah, there is that implication. They said earlier... Exactly.
0: Yeah, that Amy has lost a lot of weight. Uh Uh-huh. So that is one of those things, like, giving us hints about this relationship and stuff. And it's kind of a a little... It's a very subtle bit of foreshadowing that
1: something's off with Amy. Uh Uh-huh. Right? Like, they're pointing out, oh, you're a little bit different. Because we've never met Amy before. But Willow has. And the first thing we're getting is... Oh Amy, you're kind of different. Exactly. But in a very subtle way that it would be it would be really like you'd have to be some kind of I don't know Sherlock Holmesian in person to be like,
0: "We're <gasps> yeah. <it's> not her." <laughs> and Amy's also very complimentary of her mom in this conversation. She talks about how she put herself through cosmetology school and mm-hmm. buys her buys Amy everything she could want. Right. And how she's never gained a pound while doing all of this <laughs> stuff, more of the weight stuff. I think it's really interesting, too, how Amy's
1: mom, who is, you know, inhabiting Amy's body right now. Spoiler. <laughs> that's not a, I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah anyway. Know know. Yeah. So who is inhabiting Amy's body right now is has this very skewed idea of her and amy's relationship
0: yeah that's that's one of the things that's like a big important part of the scene Mm -hmm. it's really more really cool interesting like foreshadowing and a a thing you can look back on and be like oh
1: right well and and it's really neat too because willow immediately kind of comes and refutes a lot of the things that are some of the things that amy ostensibly amy just told buffy right yeah because isn't It's Willow, isn't it, that talks about the padlock thing? Or No, she just Yeah, it is. No, it is. It is. Yeah, Willow talks about that.
0: So before... So Amy is talking... She says something about her body can't move like her mom's, Mm -hmm. and she just can't get it to move right. Right. And she eventually leaves, and Willow comes up, and she starts talking to Buffy about uh, Amy and her mom. Willow's the one who says the thing about if she gains an ounce, she'll padlock the fridge and only eat broth.
1: And then she said uh, she lays a little uh, breadcrumb for later where she says uh, whenever her mom would go on a broth kick, she'd come over and we'd stuff our faces with brownies. Amy would come over to
0: Willow's and they'd stuff their faces with brownies.
1: And Buffy has, they have this line where they're like, her mom's kind of Nazi-like. And Willow just answers,
0: Heil. Yes, very funny. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, so they have that conversation about uh, Amy and her mom. Buffy compares it to Mommy Dearest. Very Mm -hmm. gay oh yes okay (laughs) no more wire hangers ever (laughs) and then Buffy says uh we'll just have to wait and see if something happens uh maybe nothing will and then we cut straight to like a drippy faucet in a locker room and Amy's like getting in her locker she's wearing a shirt that has like roses Mm -hmm. all over it Isn't it kind of, isn't it interesting like how, I feel like those places, those
1: spaces in schools, Uh like locker rooms and places like that, I mean, it's, it's, it's very tropey to have horror things happen in those spaces, right? Because, you know, it's like this kind of body horror thing that kids go through in real life i mean
0: did you have showers at your school Uh, no i never i think they were there but like we we weren't expected to change into different clothes for Mm -hmm. gym or anything like it was pretty easy to just not do anything during pe class yeah we had like we had showers in the locker room but we never used them like i imagine it was just like the athletes used them i
1: guess yeah i mean i remember personally (laughs) being in high school and being a fat kid and also very hairy <laughs> because yes. you know i'm a bear <laughs> and uh uh yeah like pe for me was a nightmare because our our t- uh, the teacher was really good actually and she wanted us to learn things so we did do activities we didn't just like sit on the bleachers mm-hmm. while some kids played dodgeball and uh yeah like
0: that's what i did
1: yeah exactly well we didn't have that but then the part of that was bad for me is like you know we had to change and there really wasn't like a private place to change I'm so
0: fucking glad I didn't have to do that and
1: i was it was you know i had of course a lot of body issues like you know lot, uh, everybody pretty much does but for me it mine was like centered around getting changed because like i had this really bad experience with basketball and like a coach wanting to put me on the skins team and i'm like Ugh. what a like cruel bastard like did you, did you why, see? Do you,
0: why does that you do not have shirts and skins in fucking school what the fuck
1: no what he it was a like after school thing
0: still like but, it's like a school like, related you put thing?
1: the fat kid on the skins team yeah I mean, that's how it was very like and literally all the kids on the team laughed at me
0: i that never happened to me but i was always really afraid it was going to
1: but yeah, so anyway, sorry, this got really deeply personal for a but second. But. I think
0: I like the point you're making though, because I, I hadn't thought about it until you just started talking about that, because this like there, there are these horror y kind of things that happen in the locker mm-hmm. rooms, which are like one of this these biggest anxieties for kids. Yeah. Uh, even for I didn't never had to set foot in a locker room and I was still terrified that I would have to.
1: Right. Yeah. So it, it is a place of like fear and and like distress for a lot of kids and so uh it makes a lot of sense too that you know sh- Cordelia is acting like a complete monster it's like yes. she's in the mob or something
0: <laughs> yeah so that nothing like monstery actually happens here yeah it's being shot like there's going to be like something's gonna jump yeah. out at Amy but it turns out to be Cordelia yeah kind of like Xander jumped out at Buffy in the last episode yeah and uh, Cordelia is like if you keep me from getting on this team uh you will be sorry yeah and then she like she
1: looks like she throws something and like slams a locker door on her way out yeah cordelia is very
0: uh very assertive here she is not fucking around she needs to be on the cheerleading squad and Mm -hmm. it makes you kind of wonder because you're really examining buffy and amy's relationships with their parents in Mm -hmm. this episode and cordelia doesn't get that like If we weren't exploring Amy's relationship with her mom, we might look at her as some kind of monster like Cordelia. Because she's doing all these things to make sure she gets on the cheerleading squad. And Cordelia's doing this to make sure she gets on the cheerleading squad.
1: And everything in the episode, except for like the couple little kind of tidbit hints, are trying to point you towards Amy doing this. And this is one of the misdirects because Cordelia... Is treating Amy so harshly here. And so it makes a lot of sense that, like, when they kind of find out that Amy is, you know, in this kind of witchcraft arena, that she might be targeting people like Cordelia who
0: picked on her. So we move on and uh xander <laughs> xander and willow are talking they're walking to class or something outside xander wants to know if Buffy's wearing the bracelet mm. and he's talking about how he has this crush on buffy and he wants to ask her out and stuff he says it's pretty much like we're going out because if she's wearing the bracelet and willow's like yeah except for the like dating and stuff and you she, her knowing about it which is right. interesting. And then he says something like, oh, that was just a joke or something like that. <laughs> and, uh, he's yeah. telling Willow it's, he's glad that he can talk to her about these things because he says, that's why you're so cool. It's like, you're a guy, which comes yes. back later. Oh yeah.
1: It's so, there's so much like mirror storytelling in this uh-huh.
0: episode. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. And, uh, so they've posted the list, uh, from the cheerleading tryouts and uh uh, there's all these girls like frantically trying to look at the list uh one of those sort of tropey things is kind of true to life Mm -hmm. like when they my experience with it was uh the post of the cast list being posted up for the school musical right (laughs) (laughs) or like for all region auditions yeah the results so it's very true to life in my experience Mm -hmm. uh so Cord- cordelia says amy is lucky and amy's like oh, i made it and cordelia says no i made it she's right. lucky because cordelia would have done something and she doesn't to her. have
1: to like break her knees or something yeah
0: know? right she doesn't have to fucking take a hit out on yeah. her yeah <laughs> and
1: i think it's really funny too how like there's this joke with xander like he kind of zips up in there and he's like one of those cheer or one of those cheerleaders hit me really hard yeah, they Xander should test for steroids just through
0: this fucking crowd he just pushes all these girls yeah, to the side yeah like, he's fuck, through well i
1: mean uh this is very reminiscent of him on his skateboard where he has very little regard right, for sil- sidewalk shit. people but yeah no but i thought it was just really funny like that little bit is kind of hinting at like how it's like everything that's kind of uh priming us to remember that like this cheerleading tryout is huge it's a big deal people are like
0: punching each other to get to the yeah the
1: sideline or to read this and uh, also list. that
0: xander's a little fucking wimp who can't stand a little <laughs> hit on the arm <laughs> right and, uh, um, anyway so he tells he's like oh yeah congratulations buffy your first alternate and amy your third alternate and mm-hmm. amy like storms off because xander doesn't realize he's a stupid dummy <laughs> and he doesn't know what an alternate yeah. is somehow i
1: mean i think it's really funny like i mean Xander clearly doesn't like really understand sports or like anything organized. (laughs) He's just that kid. He's like Xander. One of the reasons I originally really liked Xander watching the show Uh is that he's the kind of kid that I probably would have hung out with in high school. He's like the kind of like weirdo that doesn't like really precisely belong to any group Uh uh-huh and uh so anyway yeah that's just something i saw in him so and that's a little piece of that yeah yeah i can see that
0: so willow explains to xander that they're not on the team and Mm -hmm. he says something like i'm the king of all the Cretans." yeah something like all
1: other may all lesser Cretans
0: bow before me so buffy goes yes buffy goes to comfort amy she's not having this and uh, she's like, oh, we can, we can pig out on brownies at my house or something. Mm-hmm. Like, we don't need to be on that squad anyway. Reminding Amy, us about the brownies. Yes. Amy does not uh, – she's not receptive to, receptive to this. She says, this would never happen to my mother, ever.
1: Right. And um, I just want to point out that uh, until this rewatching for this episode or for this podcast – I always thought or just I assumed, I guess, that this is the point where Amy's mom switched the bodies because of the way, like, I don't know. Amy talked about hating being a cheerleader and hating trying out for it. But I guess that was just the mom, like, who maybe she's she's, like
0: trying to act.
1: Yeah. But I I, she fooled me because I always had thought, even though we get later, very plainly stated that they've been switched for months. I, I always assumed that that was the point where her mom switched because her mom was like, oh, you fucked up the tryout. Well, I'm going to take your body.
0: I think it's very important to understand that they've been switched the whole time because mm-hmm. earlier Amy's talking about how she just can't get her body to move like that. And right. Stuff. And I think that's a really neat detail because Amy is literally like her mom. So yeah. Amy's body is uh, Amy's mom is literally inhabiting her body. Right. And so it's like this thing of literally my body can't do these oh, things. Oh and
1: uh cheeky foreshadowing. Uh this is the first time we deal with body switching.
0: Yes, uh, and not the last. Yeah.
1: Presumably. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Anyway,
0: that that was supposed <laughs> to be the
1: cheeky part where we don't say that or whatever. No, it's fine. Okay. It's just a all right.
0: It's just jokes. you're really insulting our audience's intelligences by, sorry, by saying guys. my inference is not something that they would have figured out already. <laughs> I was just trying to, what you said. I was just trying to make fun of you. That's so anyway, uh, they're doing this whole thing. Uh, Amy's not having it. Yeah, she's upset. I think. Well, just to jump
1: back into what you were saying for a second before we move on, I. That's such a great point about how Amy's mom is experiencing being Amy. She's literally in Amy's skin and still doesn't get it. Like, she still can't relate to her daughter. She's, like, literally living her life for her. (laughs) Yeah, right. And she's like, I can't get my body to move like her. And it doesn't give her, like, empathy. It doesn't make her go. It just
0: makes her more angry.
1: Yeah, she's like. She doesn't sit there and take a, take a beat and be like, why don't I get this? Yeah. She, yeah.
0: So then we cut to the spooky house again. Uh, we see dolls and statues. I think we see a mannequin as well. Mm-hmm. And someone is saying an incantation. Uh, they're invoking Cordelia's name.
1: And they wrap a piece of pink fabric around the doll's mouth oh. and eyes around its face.
0: There uh, we go. Yeah,
1: I thought it was really. when I remember watching her put that on and be like, why are they. Because it's a cl- kind of like medium ish shot that's kind of just Cordelia putting that headband uh-huh. on. And I was like, huh, why, know, why didn't are we seeing that? that. Wow. That's I so had cool. not until this, this watch through.
0: And then we move on to Buffy's house in the kitchen again. Mm-hmm. She's having. She comes down. Actually, wait. Sorry, this is. Oh, blah, 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 blah. this is one of three scenes in the kitchen so i i'm like oh did i forget to write something down but no
1: Mm -hmm. yeah i was doing the same thing okay
0: so we cut back to buffy's house again uh she's in the kitchen it's the morning buffy's having breakfast and joyce comes in and she's like i found my yearbook and so mm-hmm. she opens up to where her picture is, and Buffy looks at it, and she says, I've accepted that you've had sex. I don't need to know that you had Farrah hair. And then, <laughs> then Joyce says, this is Gidget hair. Don't they teach you anything in history? Which I thought was very funny. I really love the banter between her and her mom. Oh, I, yeah. I love that Buffy feels comfortable even mentioning sex to her mom. Yeah. <laughs> I would not... Before I left the house, I would never have brought up anything about sex to my mom. Mm-hmm. And we, again, we're seeing
1: that parallel story play out here where, uh,
0: you know, Joyce and Buffy kind of have, they, they clash a little bit. Uh-huh. Yeah, because, so, Joyce is talking about how she was in yearbook so she got to look more popular than she was because she got to put her picture all over the yearbook, right? And she's like, "Maybe you should. Maybe you could do yearbook." And Buffy's like, "That's for nerds." No, she's like, "The
1: nerds pick on those people."
0: I don't want. I don't want to be on a fucking yearbook, yeah.
1: mom. Yeah, she's a little bit less harsh than that, but that's about the tone. Yeah, and uh, so Joyce, you know. It, it seems to me like Joyce takes a little bit of like personal offense to that like yes. cuz this was something she did and she holds dear to her heart and then Buffy's like kind of shitting all over it and then she gets a little snippy
0: yeah buffy's like i'm me i'm not you mom no
1: i, I was saying joyce gets a little snippy
0: oh well both of them they both snippy. do yeah
1: cuz i i can't remember i didn't write down the lo- like that, kind well, of the buffy back and forth buffy says
0: that and then joyce says well your own thing got you kicked out of school yeah
1: like you see this kind of elevation of uh like, it's, it's kind of coming to a head, this whole mother-daughter, like, they're not in sync with uh-huh. each other on this. And uh, this is where we get the line uh, where – uh, I think, though, here we do see Joyce realize that trying to steer Buffy into this kind of reboot of Joyce's high school experience uh-huh. is a mistake. Because we get the line, great parenting for him, Joyce, a little shaky on the dismount. Yes. So, like – She's aware that she's kind of messed up here. Yeah,
0: and she like she has that awareness. She yeah. understands, like, she was just... She wasn't inhabiting her daughter's body and trying to make her do this. She was making a suggestion, like, a light suggestion. And I think it, it just kind of hit me while we've been talking about this, that
1: how much better as a society probably would we be if all parents and kids had this close and, like, open of a relationship? Yeah, right? I mean, because... I have seen like th- Amy's mom and that whole story is uh, obviously the parent that like is cussing out the softball coach at their kids like 4th grade softball team yeah. or softball game and like the parent that like gets kicked out of the game at basketball cuz they gum on come onto the court and they're like cussing the ref out and yes. stuff which is wild and does it happen I as a teacher, I mean, okay, I'll be real honest. I don't like the sports very much. <laughs> um, and I, I did have to go to football games because I was a band director, and you know the band had to play, and it's the South, and it's a small rural school, and they want the band at every football game. And um, we would play and stuff like that. And I witnessed all kinds of things, people getting kicked out of games, like parents trying to smoke on uh, school property, which is – Illegal! You cannot yes. do that. There's a state law against it an here, uh, and like, but also getting very huffy when told that, or like, you know, you obviously cannot hit your vape pen here in the football stadium, right. or like, uh I was at a homecoming thing just like this last year, and this woman came up to the principal and started yelling at him about how short the girls' skirts wore. the The homecoming <laughs> it, it was. We like, And, I mean, this one was, like, irate, like, yelling at him, literally, about, like, well, how could you let this happen, blah, 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 and I can see their butts. And uh, one thing, no, you could not. <laughs> and it's just, like, the kind of wild stuff that, like, this kind of toxic form of parenting yeah. where they can't see past, this is how it was back in my day. <laughs> and so... Yes. Um, also, I don't mean to get my super southern accent every time I'm talking about someone stupid. It's, the, this it's just a bad happened habit. literally in the south, too. Yeah, I mean, yeah. So a lot and of these hey, bad experiences trigger from me. the south, so, yeah. you know. <laughs> yeah, it's okay. We can do that. But anyway, no. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like, I, this toxic form of parenting that is pervasive of, like, parents... Forcing kids into these boxes where they did yeah. not want to be. And I remember going through a, like a much like closer to the Buffy Joyce version of this. Cause my parents were both athletes in high school and I was not athletic at all. Like, <laughs> yeah. So my dad was a football player. My mom was a basketball player. Um, and, uh, like whole families on both sides did all kinds of sports stuff. And that was just not me. And they kind of had me try these different sports, you know, Mm -hmm. leading to the traumatic basketball story. See, it's coming full circle. Yes. And, uh, but they did at a certain point realize, you know, like it was more like they wanted me to try
0: it. Mm -hmm. And then when I was very clearly like, didn't like it, they supported me not doing it. Yeah. And I mean, even if you don't have parents who are doing sports stuff as a young boy, you are just expected to be interested in those things. Right. Yeah. And even, like, even if it's not like a parent trying to live out their own dreams through you kind of thing, it's like, oh, this is my boy child, so I need to enroll them in soccer and stuff. And mm. I also was never good at or really enjoyed sports that much, and when I started to get fat, I got made fun of in those things, which Same. Like, I already didn't, didn't love them, and that's when I stopped doing it all the time. And, you know, that's kind of, uh, that's one of those queer things that you can just sort of take, even though it's not really meant to be there. Like Amy doesn't want to be a cheerleader. Her mom wants her to be a cheerleader. Because she's like, her mom was like this picturesque, like version of like a teenager and femininity and cheerleader, presumably. Yeah. And that's not what Amy is. And so that's one of those things you can take away. Mm -hmm. So anyway, uh, when Joyce says the rough thing on the dismount, that's when we switch scenes. And uh, we're back to school. It's another day now. So mm-hmm. time is passing a little bit faster than the last two episodes. Yeah. Uh, Xander's talking to Willow. He <laughs> says how uh, he's invisible because Cordelia passes him. right. And Cordelia seems a little bit out of it. Yeah, she she's doesn't a little say anything dazed looking. Yeah, so Cordelia passes him and Xander says something to her. I can't remember what it yeah, is. Yeah, he says like,
1: uh, something like, did you forget to be mean today to me today, or did I just get lucky or something? Yeah, like that? so
0: Cordelia's a little out of it. Yeah,
1: where there's, it's hinting something's going on. And
0: Xander's like, she can't tell I'm a mammal, much less a man, or something <laughs> like that. Yeah, or a much less a person. And uh, so he and he says, I have this thing where I'm invisible to everyone, which is good with Cordelia because she's mean, but bad right. with Buffy because I want her to date me. Right. <laughs> I mean, and. <laughs> Like of that
1: of all the things Xander says in the scene, that's one of the less cringy things. Yes, right. Because he does also say that line about uh, standing outside her room, taking polaroids oh of her. Oh my god! And yes. he's like, that was clearly a joke to lessen the tension because here she comes.
0: Yes, exactly. And, and I mean, it this, was a
1: little funny, but also like in the scope of yeah, the Xanderism it's is much. still like. Ugh.
0: And Willow's like, "You're not invisible to Buffy," And this entire scene. While he's talking to her about Buffy and stuff, she's chewing on her pen like kind of anxiously. Yes, and, and also gives...
1: kind of it looks like kind of trying to maybe be alluring a little bit.
0: Yeah, she's, <laughs> yeah. She's I giving him I these kind of that.
1: doe-eyed looks sometimes, like notice me. Oh. Yeah, right.
0: <laughs> I didn't, I didn't get that. That's, I think, I understand I mean, that. I could just be reading into it, but no, that's I what think, it seemed like. to I me. I think there's something to that. She also gives Xander an analogy about the pen. She's like, "You're like this chewed up pen, mm-hmm. and like you use it." And it's not because you don't throw it away because you're so used to it or something Mm -hmm. like that. I can't remember exactly. And uh, Xander says something about, oh, she says, he's like, oh, I'm just beating around the bush too much. I just need to ask her out. And Will's like, maybe you should beat around the the bush bush more more, because she doesn't want him to ask Buffy out. Yeah,
1: because you can see she seems a little torn about, like, helping him, and you're not sure if it's because she likes him. At this point, you're not sure if it's because she likes him or is it because she... Kind of gets the
0: gist that Buffy's not into it. Uh Uh-huh, right. And so Buffy comes out after the Polaroid comment, and he starts to ask her out. But she's more concerned because uh, Buffy is very situationally aware, and she Uh notices that Cordelia's at a locker that doesn't seem to be hers. And trying to open it. Yeah, and she's really concerned, and it's just one of these things, like, there's so many things in this episode where Buffy's on high alert all oh, the yeah. time. Like, she's constantly noticing these things.
1: Yeah, she's got, like, uh, like Slayer sense almost. Like, she is just always looking out for stuff.
0: Yeah, it's very, I really love that detail. Like, mm-hmm. she's very observant. Uh, I just uh, Buffy's so cool. Oh, yeah. And so she immediately goes to try and figure out what's happening. And then we move on to outside. Cordelia's going going to driver's ed class. She still looks kind of out of it. Her teacher is mad that she's late. And she's like, I don't really want to drive today. And he
1: is very oblivious to what she's saying.
0: Right. He's like, you have to drive or you're going to be, you have to drive today. You failed driver's ed twice. Yeah. He
1: says, show me some moves. You'd be taking the bus
0: to college. (laughs) Yes. I really enjoyed that. (laughs) Which is a funny line. She's 16. She presumably still has two years before she needs to learn how to drive to college. Well, also this is a small town where Buffy can walk from her home to the bronze. Cordelia can't walk to college anyway, whatever. I mean, is there a college in the town? We don't know that. We don't know yet. <laughs> and uh,
1: anyway, I well, two, I want to say this teacher, like, I feel like I appreciate, <laughs> every time I see teachers in any show, I'm always very critical because, you know, I did that for yeah, right. close to 10 years. And uh, I I appreciate that this teacher is like, he's brisk with her. He's like distracted. He's trying to like, get his there are stuff two done. other,
0: like two or three other kids in the car.
1: But he's not like. I just feel like so many times teachers and s- teachers and shows about school and stuff are just like ogres and are just yeah, like. right.
0: You listen here, young lady. And like and they punch like, them in the face. Yeah, and he's just kind of reasonably annoyed.
1: Yeah, it's just like why is the teacher always the villain in TV show? In he a is TV a little show?
0: harsh on her about the failing twice though. Yeah, <laughs> I mean.
1: I, it's it's a little bit much, but, like also, I think it's still within the realm of reason. And we also, in this episode and in previous episodes, see completely reasonable teachers speaking to their yeah. classes, like, they're just not always, like, it would be so easy for a show like this for, like, the monsters, like, teachers to be the monsters. And yeah, right. I really appreciate that they didn't take that and tack. And,
0: like, we'll see, keep seeing this through the whole first season, and a lot of these monsters are actually, like, teenagers and have to deal with, like, their mm-hmm. relationships and their, like, changing bodies and Right,
1: stuff. yeah, it's not, yeah, it's not like,
0: every adult is the enemy and they all hate you and are stupid yeah, right. and don't understand you. Uh, so Cordelia gets in the car. She has to drive, and she's having a lot of trouble with it. It's very dangerous. Mm-hmm. When I took driver's ed in high school, we it was just us and the teacher, which probably isn't super advisable when you're, like, to be alone with a teenager. But it feels really one, dangerous. Wait, one-on-one? On one? Yeah. Oh. We've, <laughs> we'd, like, drive him to the convenience store to get, like, a sausage biscuit for (laughs) breakfast yeah Yeah. our
1: teacher our driver's ed teacher a couple years ago would always they always would come back from McDonald's late for the
0: next class naturally no offense
1: if you're listening teacher who I'm talking about
0: yes (laughs) A friend of the pod, Zach's driver's ed teacher. Yeah, we'll we'll leave that anonymous. (laughs) So anyway, um, she she's having a lot of trouble, and she ends up driving through a fence. And Buffy's like Buffy's on high alert. She's out there watching Cordelia because she knows something's wrong, and she starts to run once she starts having this trouble. Mm -hmm. She drives through a fence into like a street, and just barely doesn't get hit by a car. Yeah,
1: and I there are things that I wondered about watching this, like. Why is she like, so she's, she can't see, but she doesn't know what brakes are. Right. But then like, she just seems in general. Why does she keep general, driving? <laughs> well, she seems in general, just disoriented. So and she like,
0: actually, she can, she hasn't gone completely blind yet.
1: Yeah, but I mean, I think that's another part of it. Like, I think seeing her being just kind of dazed, like she's clearly not all there in that moment. Yeah. So she's trying to like, she's 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 not in full control of her faculty. It's almost like she's, like drunk or high a little bit or something. And then, and like, even when she gets out of the car, like there is plenty of time for her to move out of the way of that truck. And also why is that guy in that giant truck not breaking at all?
0: I just want to say right now that this scene, I don't want to say it in a particular part because it would give too much away. But in this scene, uh, we have some like interesting parallels with the show Angel, which is a spinoff of Buffy. And if you know Mm -hmm. it, you know what I'm talking about.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean very interesting yeah setting I up just some of literally that literally just made that connection. that never yeah that didn't occur to me at all until what you uh-huh. yeah
0: so she goes through the fence she goes into the street barely doesn't get hit by a car she stumbles out of the car that she's in and she almost gets hit by like a bus or a delivery it looks truck like or a
1: ups type truck yeah that or it kind of looks like a delivery that, truck again like i was saying a minute ago Is not even trying to break.
0: Yeah, first of all, the truck's not trying to break. Second of all, Cordelia's just standing there. There's a good five seconds or so that she could have. Run out of the way. Yeah. I guess she's just disoriented or whatever, and but still. I-, I thought about
1: this too when I was watching it. Is she screaming because she can't see? Like, oh. has the blindness fully hit her? And yeah, that's why that, she's screaming. Uh, that makes sense. So and maybe that makes she, she, yeah, it. She makes just it,
0: doesn't understand that she's in the middle of the street. Yeah, it makes it. Run over. It makes that
1: scene kind of make a lot more sense, sense. when you think about it like that. <laughs> and <laughs> so Buffy, I thought the same thing.
0: Buffy uses, presumably, she's using her super speed here. It doesn't seem like she's really near this. Mm-hmm. And she runs and she just barely gets Cordelia out of the way and saves Cordelia's life and that's when she turns she's like Cordelia are you okay and she turns Cordelia around and we can mm-hmm. only see the whites of Cordelia's eyes and she says she can't see anything. Right. Cordelia goes through so much shit in these first few episodes. She gets stalked by Jesse, she mm-hmm. almost gets killed by Jesse, she almost gets killed by Luke. Uh-huh. Uh, she goes blind. Yeah. What the
1: fuck? It's almost like this is setting up a trend for Cordelia.
0: Yeah, right. Uh, who knows we'll see <laughs> poor Cordelia <laughs> yeah I
1: know she, I mean maybe that's why they made her like kind of a venomous asshole in the
0: beginning because yeah so that you don't <laughs> feel too bad about yeah. her being put into all these right. situations. <laughs> uh, so man. you can see the cord- the whites of Cordelia's eyes she's saying she can't see anything so they cut back to the library Giles can now tell that it's witchcraft that's right. going on here and uh, so I think it's Giles who says, why would someone want to harm Cordelia? Yeah. <laughs> and then Willow says.
1: Maybe because they met her. Yes, which she's is like, very funny. Oh, did I say that?
0: <laughs> yeah, right. So funny. I, Willow God. showing her badass side again. Oh, yeah.
1: Like, Willow has these moments where you, she, again, and Willow, of course, I'm biased because Willow is my favorite character. But Willow is also that kind of person. She's like, I mean, her and Xander are so similar in a lot of ways. Uh-huh. Like they're that weird, nerdy, quiet kid, and that's the kind of those are the kind of people I gravitated to in high school. Yeah. And so like early on, I really liked Willow and will continue Just to continue do so. doing it.
0: Yeah, so little uh, uh, they have deduced that Amy is probably the one behind all of this because she really wants to fulfill her mom's dream of being on the cheer team. Giles doesn't really understand why she would go to all these lengths. Mm -hmm. And Buffy's like, I don't think you understand the pressure that parents can put on you, which is very like, yeah, Giles just doesn't understand. Buffy understands. And she literally just got off of this thing with her mom.
1: And I think it's this interesting kind of theme like that we see in movies and TV and like, it's done in varying degrees of like uh you know all the way from like super finesse to like ham-fisted as hell but like this theme of like um kind of like in West Side Story uh the character Arab he said he has this line that's like when you were my age when my dad was my age when my brother was my age none of you was ever my age and the sooner you get <laughs> hit to that the better or whatever and like that line it it's it's the crux of, like, what this is. It's like, yeah. you don't know what it's like to be my age in my time going through it. Like, of course, Giles was once 16.
0: But he was never 16 in 1996.
1: In California and a girl At and Sunny all these Dale other High, things. Yeah. yeah, like, I mean, so many things. It's like he's so he's a little bit too much removed from childhood to empathize with this as much as he could
0: yeah it's just one of those things like you always you just have to treat teenagers like people
1: <laughs> and well and i i mean obviously too the the point of this whole scene is to bring the audience there too yeah to, exactly like, it's it's very nice like kind of guiding us i like it's a little bit heavy but like not it's to me i still really like it i yeah, think it's I a think very it's, nice handling of it
0: it seems very natural to me
1: and and of course buffy again it's important that she's going through this mirrored journey with amy and Hermont like Buffy and Joyce are going through uh, this mirror join- journey
0: with Catherine and Amy. So they're trying to figure out if Amy is a witch. And Willow's like, well, what's the first thing to d- you do if you're interested in mm-hmm. witchcraft? You I check think out I know books. where you're going with this. Oh, yes. Nope sorry i forgot about that yeah go ahead you check out books on witchcraft Uh (laughs) uh-huh and so she goes to the computer to start like looking through the library stuff and xander immediately gets weird he's like nope you don't need to look that up (laughs) no no it's fine (laughs) and so uh, he says cheerleaders are in danger buffy's in danger she's on the squad now because cordelia's blind (laughs) let's get her to a safe location and he's also just a little just a quick little oh buffy's on the squad now remember audience right and uh, she finds out that Xander has been checking out <laughs> witchcraft books because he wants to look at the semi-nude engravings. But the, Xander horny counter number 4. Yes.
1: And but I love the delivery of it because he's like uh, a guy he says something like a guy has his own reasons for checking out those books and Xander, and was yeah, right. like you wanted to look at the semi-nude engravings and he's like you got me or whatever. He's it's like oh so funny.
0: well, I guess you did know. Yeah. <laughs>
1: that's so funny and so giles
0: talks about how uh they can figure out if amy is a witch they just need hair quicksilver and aqua fortis which is which willow points out is just mercury and nitric acid which can get that in the science lab
1: i just i was curious i was like like well i didn't know what that quicksilver i didn't know that quicksilver was mercury yep and uh i was unsure what nitric acid was and I, i was just curious it was like what would happen if you put these things on someone's skin uh-huh. and i mean so mercury of course is toxic yes. if you inhale the fumes uh-huh. it's actually apparently pretty hard to absorb it quickly through your skin huh. uh, but they it says they have to heat it oh. like giles said you just have to heat it yeah and um nitric acid is pretty bad for your skin it can like pretty immediately cause skin irritations like i looked up this uh i i found this uh cdc link to like a fact sheet about it uh-huh. and like if you get it on your skin you're supposed to like wash your skin like immediately and like maybe even check in with a doctor to make sure However, you're okay.
0: it is a mixture so first of all even normal chemi- chemicals when you mix them together they can become more safe like salt, mm-hmm. uh,
1: or they could become less. safe.
0: Orcs, but yeah, I don't, don't know. I don't know how those two things and would also, react. Also, this is magic, and they're also combining Amy's hair and Eye of Newt. He says you're going to need Eye yeah, of Newt. Yeah, you'll need Eye of Newt. So, by
1: the way, I just want to say, transitioning into the next scene, yeah, they transition to a toe of frog, basically, because the science teacher is yes. holding a frog up, and. That frog is reflected in a mirror oh. over the desk, oh. so the students can see the frog. Yeah, I like wow. that. I, I've seen this show so many times, and I that just clicked in my brain. Like, oh my god, they're, that is they're, so cool. They're putting it in the audience's head. Like, oh, this mirror is here. Yeah, the mirror is important. Yeah, Later I, in I the mean, episode. yeah, I mean, I was sitting there and I was like, <laughs> toe a frog, that's
0: funny. And then I was like, oh shit, the mirror. <laughs> wow yeah so we're in now we're in the science lab mm-hmm. they're dice it seems like they're doing two different things yeah like, like they're he's... doing something with chemicals because he right. says something about mixing chemicals you want but also a bunch of them are dissecting frogs and that's what he's doing like
1: but yeah for some reason you need to make this like poofy potion type solution that boils and bubbles i didn't i didn't I, I wasn't with it enough to write down the chemicals yeah, right. in that one and like try to figure out. I I, I kind of wish we could have asked like Ashley, our friend that's a scientist, yeah, right. and like,
0: would this do anything? <laughs> <laughs> so Xander and Willow are there. They don't get Eye of Newt. They take something from the frog. Which, I'm like, is that the same? What? Uh, what? They what? They don't. Giles is like, you need Eye of Newt. And they're oh. like, we have our Eye of Newt. But they have a frog
1: right <laughs>
0: what what is Is that just a figure of speech for a part of a reptile <laughs> i think i think the toe i
1: I, li, I really think the toe of frog thing is in, intentional because that's the yeah yeah i the line from Macbeth, but but
0: we, we don't see any newts
1: yeah well i mean they could have we don't really see him get the mercury either
0: right like
1: so Willow and Xander They have Sander, all the materials, yeah.
0: Yeah, Willow and Xander are working on this. They have a solution in a beaker, presumably it's mercury and nit- nitric acid. Mm-hmm. Buffy needs to get the hair from Amy who conveniently is in their same science class. So she goes up. She's talking to Amy. She's like, what's the difference? Bet- How do you know which one is this chemical and this yeah. chemical? And Amy's like, well, they're labeled. So. Yeah. <laughs> and then she uh, goes down and takes some hair from her hairbrush mm-hmm. and goes back and gives it to Xander and Willow. Right. They put that in the eye of Newt in their little solution. And Amy ha- is noticing that this is happening. And then they put this solution in a little test tube, which uh, Buffy's like, well, I'm going to try and... Pour this on her and make it look like an accident. Right. And she does that, and Amy's skin turns blue, which Giles said earlier means she's a witch. It kind
1: of looked, or to me, it looked like the liquid turned blue in in actuality. But yeah, her skin turned blue. I wonder how they
0: did that. I would Mm. like to know. It's probably some kind of, it might be some kind of actual chemical reaction or something.
1: It also could have just been like a cut.
0: Yeah, it's possible. I like guess they could you have just switched it out for blue liquid. I, I can't remember exactly how it's shot. It
1: looks very smooth though, so they probably did. Yeah, that
0: would. I, I'm interested in knowing how the prop department did that.
1: Yeah, I bet there's some kind of thing that like oxidizes blue when you, yeah, move it or when you throw it into air
0: or something. Hmm. That's an interesting thought. So then, uh, so after this happens, he's uh, he's asking a question of someone in the class whose name is. I wrote it down here, Lashan. And, uh, and then, uh, it cuts to like a muffled scream and then it cuts to her face after Buffy has poured this liquid and seen that Amy is a witch and this, this girl's mouth is fused shut. And I just have to point out. This is again one of the few POC characters who's been on screen. Mm-hmm. Her mouth is literally sewn shut, and she yeah. doesn't get to say anything, and if, only uh, gets to scream muffledly.
1: <laughs> uh, if
0: uh,
1: <laughs> the part of me that's like, uh, to quote Bob, the drag queen, the art student that just wants to see me yeah. where there is none, makes me want to be like, oh, it's like actually very witty. Like they're showing that. The voices of people of color are silenced yeah, in shows, right? about, but it's not. It's because they just didn't want to give a speaking role to a yeah, person of color, like, which is unfortunate.
0: It was just so weird to me. Like literally, yeah. there have there have been a few. Uh, there was the one that died first, and then there was the one who had the extreme dead guy fall on her. Well,
1: I mean, and that's what happens when they're kind of like relegated relegated to these yeah, it's side roles. Like we need roles. an important
0: character for something bad to happen to right and might as well be this person and it's just i don't like seeing it especially when they don't yeah. get to do anything more than that yeah it's really
1: unfortunate in like how this series is so groundbreaking and so like pushing the envelope in a lot of ways but then like falling short in and others don't
0: ex- just don't expect it to ever get better just yeah. sit just sit with it like it's not going to get better in this aspect
1: i mean and I, i hate just saying like well it was just the times because i mean it just it's it just sucks that it was that way i'm glad though that if buffy were shot today or created
0: today it would be a lot more diverse yeah i agree so uh we move on Uh, Buffy doesn't think that Amy knows what she's doing. I think we're in the library again. This is a very short scene Mm -hmm. and that's all I wrote. Buffy doesn't think that Amy knows what she's doing. They haven't gone so far as to realize that Amy is not Amy, but Buffy, like they're talking about how this happened in science class and Mm -hmm. they're like, this is happening really quick. Like, maybe they're doing it accidentally. Maybe Amy is dabbling in witchcraft and is doing these things. Just It's just resulting from her emotions.
1: And I think this is the scene where I noticed, too, that Buffy's shirt is, like, this kind of white tank with a square graphic print of of cupcakes.
0: This is is the day where she's wearing a tank top, and she has this little square graphic with cupcakes that have cherries Uh on them. (laughs) Yeah, She's wearing, uh, I think, pink pants in, Uh like, this textured, like, acid washed like denim jacket
1: yeah and i uh like i'm pretty sure that was a style like that was a thing a theme back in like those tank tops with like the or Uh like shirts with like that very small square this is one of those outfits that
0: just absolutely would not work today (laughs) yeah
1: i mean i remember um it it also makes me think of a movie that you hated that i like uh which is jay and silent bob strike back (laughs) yes uh in that movie um uh Oh, Justice! What is that actress's name? The one she was Nadia in the American Pie movies. I don't know. I can't I'm sorry. think of her name right now. Uh, it's hurting my brain that I can't remember her. Uh, but anyway, she comes in in the scene that she enters in. Her name is Justice in that movie, and she's wearing a similar shirt. It's like a hmm. a greenish tank top, I think, or olive with like a square. Uh, that same kind of print which I think I guess that I think that was a little bit of a style like in this era
0: it's kind of like a precursor to like the hyper feminine like mall wear bling aesthetic like Mm -hmm. the Paris Hilton kind of thing right Uh, because we were just very recently exposed to this in the first episode of the RuPaul's Drag Race premiere of season 14 (laughs) where Willow (laughs) Pill comes in in this amazing like bling aesthetic outfit with the angle shirt yes the angle
1: imagine how many belts around uh, 50 shirts and like skirts and pants under shorts or pants under skirts we would have seen if this had just taken place a few years later
0: oh my (laughs) gosh if only they were in high school when it gets into the 2000s right (laughs) (laughs) so we cut uh, cut to Amy going home into her Mm -hmm. creepy house this house is really creepy the doors are like barred weirdly and they're like kind of dirty and it's just Amy and her mom in this scene. And the whole house has this really dark feel to it. Like, it just seems yeah, very dim in it's there. It's very and- foreboding. And so Amy walks in and she says, where are you? She's looking for someone. She seems very much more assertive now mm-hmm. that she's home. And so Amy's mom sort of nervously gets up and she frantically turns off the TV. Right. I don't know how many times you had to do that as a teenager. Did you, were you ever, so, so many times. Yeah, mostly watching gay shit. Right. Well, (laughs) for me, especially when I was living with my uh, crazy stepdad, uh, I uh, I would often get yelled at for not doing chores. And I think that's an experience for lots of teenagers. Yeah, that too. When I would, I would hear a car pulling up in the driveway and it'd be like, oh, I'd get up and I'd start looking like I was busy, <laughs> which, yeah, I mean, which it's a very, like, teenagery thing kind of to do, especially for someone who, like, has something, has experienced things with that that make them really frantic and anxious about it.
1: And I think this is that moment where, like, if you were really paying attention you could figure out what's up.
0: Yeah, you can tell that the the dynamic between these two people is...
1: And it's not what we've heard about. Like, you've heard about uh-huh. the mom being this, like, taskmaster and, like, super strict and Nazi-like Hyle. Yeah, and here like, yeah, like,
0: he she's really frantic and anxious. Yeah, and,
1: like, seems kind of scared of Amy, which... Um, you know, you could also maybe... I the, the cool thing about the twist is at this point, you could also be like, oh, Amy's a witch and she knows she's a witch. And so Amy's, like, scared her mom. Yeah, that's so possible. You, you could take that route and, like... So it's it, it's very possible for you to go through this scene and still not know.
0: Yeah, it's more bread cum- breadcrumbs. And,
1: but, yeah, like, that's the thing about this series and about this episode that is, I think, really strong is that, I mean, I, I've heard... In, seen mention in reviews where like people were saying that it was like super obvious and blah 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 and i was like I mean, okay but mm. i think to me i think it's a like a really good balance um i watched a uh kind of lecture by um the guy that helped write the end of the wheel of time series brandon sanderson uh-huh. i think i hope that's the right name yeah that um, is That is. he um uh, he was talking about in um fantasy you have to kind of uh, or any story really, you have to kind of strike this balance between the audience needs to have been able to figure out the twist if you're going to put in a twist. Uh-huh. Like it's really important for the the reader in that case. He's talking about literature. Mm-hmm. But uh, the the person who's interacting with your your uh, artwork needs to be able to have put the pieces together yeah, on their the own. Yeah, because
0: the characters have to put it together.
1: Yeah, but then it also has to not be so obvious that you like... Uh, as my marching band director used to say, "Telegraph the maneuver." Yeah. <laughs> so you don't like show where you're going too early.
0: Yeah, and I, I legitimately think it does a pretty good. At, you literally were talking about how, like, it took you a while to be sure that they weren't switched at the beginning of the episode. Yeah, no,
1: I fully, and I mean, I literally have watched this series over ten times for sure. Mm-hmm. And I mean, just until like this last one, I was like, "Oh, she's been switched for months." Wait, yeah. what?
0: So she talks about how Amy, uh, quote unquote, is talking about how Buffy and her friends have been ste- are stealing her hair and they're up to something. And she shows that she has the bracelet that Xander yeah. gave to Buffy. When did she get that? Did she get it in the science class?
1: I it, You don't see, but yeah, I, I would, I would assume.
0: Maybe it fell into her backpack when Buffy was getting her hair.
1: I don't think it shows you explicitly. Yeah, that's an off camera. That. Like she either swiped it or. Maybe
0: that's a, like a deleted scene or something.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's. I think it's really easy to be like, oh, so she knew they were fucking around, so So she she stole something from Buffy. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, and she was obviously, she's been going down the line, so she was gonna target Buffy next.
0: Yeah, I wish I had been paying a little bit more attention both times. I, I don't, I don't think it shows her getting it. Yeah, I couldn't, I couldn't see it. So we cut. She goes upstairs, and we cut to Buffy in her room. We like pan up to her in her bed. She wakes up, and she acci- She accidentally breaks her alarm. She, like, smashes it. Right. Which, uh, in you know,
1: important thing to kind of show us what's going on. A little fun tidbit
0: here. She's wearing a T-shirt with a black cat on it. Oh.
1: Ooh, the witchy. Gotcha.
0: She also has a snow globe on her nightstand. Oh, I didn't notice that. I noticed that. I guess snow globes are kind of a stereotypically girly thing, and, like, we see all kind Did of... Did it have, have an of... ice skater in it? I don't it was like just kind of the side of it that you saw mm. you didn't see the whole thing. Okay. Like we see lots of stereotypically girly things like in Buffy's room all the time. I was, but I was like why does she have a snow globe on for her For some reason stand? that
1: triggered like a thing and I was like is that a thing later maybe? I can't I don't remember though. I don't, I don't if know, it is who knows? if it is that was not a spoiler cuz I did not remember it.
0: <laughs> yeah, right? So uh, she breaks her alarm clock. She's like, mm, "Oh well." She mm-hmm. gets up. She goes downstairs. She's at, She's really flouncy. She's yeah. like be- really bouncy. She's, she's singing, singing "Macho, macho man, man" by uh, the, village, the people. village People. Yeah, and <laughs> "Macho, Macho Man."
1: <laughs> I have to say this: Joyce is putting jelly on a bagel.
0: Yeah, she's fresh squeezing juice and she's putting jelly on a bagel, like grape
1: jelly on a bagel. <laughs> what <laughs> I saw, the I hell? That. <laughs>
0: so strange. I mean. I mean, I'm from
1: the South, like, uh, obviously bagels are not, like, a huge part of culture here, but we eat bagels a lot. And, and we
0: always have them with cream cheese, never jelly. I feel like, you know, maybe people... Uh, maybe it's people, a thing.
1: Maybe, or I, I is that a California thing, bagels and jelly?
0: Well, I do, I remember something from Crazy Ex-Girlfriend Valencia's, like, talking about why she doesn't like uh, Rachel Bloom's character, mm-hmm. Rebecca. And... Uh, <laughs> <coughs> And she's like, she eats bagels with only butter or something like that. Which, uh, so, I don't know. Maybe yeah. butter and or jelly on if, bagels is a thing. If Whatever. we get
1: any listeners from uh, like uh, the New York area. Or uh,
0: California area. Yeah,
1: like chime in with... Uh, uh,
0: bagels and jam. Yeah,
1: what are the bagel rules? Yeah, but right. It seems like grape jelly is against them. And so... <laughs> I mean, not to yuck and even as yum, you can eat whatever you want on whatever right. you want, but Buffy just I thought br- it was funny.
0: Buffy just grabs the juice and drinks it. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> she's, she's, she's very like jittery. She's given flouncy. a vibe
1: somewhere between like on Coke and hammered. Yeah,
0: exactly. And, uh, She says something like uh, her mom is trying to apologize to her for yesterday. Right. She's like, mom, you just don't get it, which comes back later. Mm -hmm. And she's like, that is totally yester (laughs) because Joyce is trying to apologize for yesterday.
1: She drinks Joyce's juice.
0: Another thing she says is, I'm just wacky that way. (laughs) And she says, there are just some things about being a vampire slayer. And Joyce is like, what? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) right so Joyce again does not know that Buffy is the vampire slayer Mm -hmm. Uh, and she it's just Buffy's being flouncy acting kind of drunk or something Joyce is kind of she's like are you okay Buffy she's kind of concerned yeah and then we move on and Buffy's uh, at cheerleading practice she's having a blast with them but she's kind of like going a little overboard she accidentally steps on someone's foot
1: Mm -hmm. speaking of feet did you notice that Buffy uh, is the only one wearing black shoes.
0: I did not notice that. The other
1: ones are all wearing white shoes. She's the only one. Uh, it's like a, I think a fish out of water sort of thing. Like they're trying to show huh.
0: she doesn't fully fit in with the, yeah. the cheer group. And so she, when Xander and Willow come in, I guess they're just coming to watch cheerleading practice. That does yeah. seem like something Xander would do.
1: I mean, but do they not have class
0: like that? Yeah, but maybe they. I, mean, it, they, it, maybe I think they it, have a free period. It could be after school. We don't know. I suppose. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. So uh, she's really excited when they come in. She's like, "There's my buds! Hi, yeah. buds! <laughs> Very funny. And they then can she. Tell sorry
1: uh, i was just gonna say and then she throws someone yeah
0: they can tell something's <laughs> wrong with buffy and xander's like we need to get her out of here before she and then she throws someone doing a cartwheel and it's very it, funny looking
1: isn't this this is the part where willow is wearing now like this white and brown funky I think sweater so. i thing. think this is the same day it, as that basketball it game. made me think of neapolitan ice cream huh and, yeah and uh it's uh, just another funky willow outfit. Are you
0: Wait, you're not talking about the one with the stripy patterns where she has like a jacket and something on underneath it.
1: Yeah, I think it yeah, it was kind of like a Yeah, it looked like a sweater or like That's a cardigan earlier, or I something. I
0: think. That's earlier in the episode. Oh, okay. I liked it.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, it was it was fine. It was uh, cute.
0: So they know that something's wrong with Buffy. She throws someone who's doing a cartwheel or something like that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and uh, she gets the, kicked. Up.
1: And it's like the head cheerleader too, the one that she threw, the yeah, one who and, was doing the the tryouts. Yeah,
0: and the head cheerleader or whatever is like, get out now. You're in Amy, which doesn't make sense.
1: Also, Amy is just standing there like with a uniform on, like yeah,
0: ready I, to go. I guess the alternates just are there, but it doesn't make sense I mean, course, because Buffy was first alternate and she came in when Cordelia was blinded uh-huh and then Buffy gets kicked out Amy's third alternate not second alternate yeah, and she gets puts Amy in so what happened to the second alternate hmm. so maybe well maybe
1: the other girl wait no the girl the what was her name LaShan
0: oh maybe it was her maybe there's like a deleted scene or something that we didn't see but mm-hmm. Amy's supposed to be third alternate so I, I i don't know what happened there
1: but yeah i uh she Amy gets to take over
0: Buffy says did I do that
1: yeah and then uh Xander and Willow are uh, she starts to try to be like you don't want her she's a witchy and yeah. they like and they grab her, her mouth, mouth. yeah uh-huh. and so then they they're walking the down the hallway uh-huh. yeah
0: and uh Buffy's like she's the wish she's wish a witchy, a witchy. <laughs> <laughs> And she's doing all this drunk kind of stuff. Uh huh. And she's like, Xander, you're my Xander-shaped friend. Uh, she sa- uh, and she's like, Do you want to know why I love you, Xander? And he says, Go on. Right. Oh, and he's like, very
1: titillated here.
0: Yes, you're not like other boys. You're one of the girls. Yes, which is so funny and so like
1: perfect. And I mean. Such I a do good have parallel
0: to, to earlier when he tells Willow she's one of the guys.
1: Yeah, and I do have to admit too, like, I mean, I get a little bit of Xander's kind of like, you know, like I feel for him a little bit in there, except it's well, he's not. I, I just know what feel what you're for about. I feel for him in in feeling that rejection, but also it's like karmic because he just did the same thing to Willow uh-huh. earlier.
0: And I also like as a gay person, you know, you have a lot of experience being called one right. of the girls one time i was told that i was basically a girl and i was like but no i'm a man yeah i had who's, I, who likes men so i
1: had like i i think <laughs> i thought i was very like secretive and like very good at hiding but i was gay <laughs> we in all high do school. and i mean <laughs> I think a lot of the adults were aware more than, like, my friends. Uh-huh. Uh, because I remember going on a band trip once, and it was uh, all state tryouts. Yeah. And it was me and two other girls. And I was technically supposed to sleep in the room with the band director. And uh, then they were supposed to have their own room. Uh it, also thinking back on that it was really weird to have a room with a teacher yes that is very strange <laughs> but um definitely would never have done that myself as a teacher but you know whatever uh, <laughs> and uh then but he didn't care that i was hanging out with them because i remember i was like so is it okay if i go hang out in their room and, or it, they went and asked him for me they're like can he hang out and he's like it's zach Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So like, I also got that on a different all-region trip from a band mom who's like, "It's Zach. He's like, basically (laughs) a girl." Or she didn't say that literally, but it it was that same sentiment. So yeah, I did. I I didn't take it there though. That's interesting that you bring that up.
0: Yeah. So I mean, it's it's obviously not supposed to be like that. Yeah. But you know, it sort of evokes that kind of thing because Mm -hmm. it's the verbally. Pretty similar, yeah. Really cool point. So uh, they bring Buffy to Giles, and Giles can tell that this is a Bloodstone Vengeance spell. He mm-hmm. just knows it off the top of his head. Right. And he he clearly has a lot of knowledge about this kind mm-hmm. of stuff. So, uh, uh, Amy,
1: even though he says later that this is his first casting,
0: hmm. mm, yeah, mm. <laughs> he's done a lot of studying about. <laughs> <coughs> He's done a lot of studying about witches, apparently. Mm-hmm. So uh, they're, they're like, well, Amy must have cast this because Buffy knows she's a witch. And Amy wants to kill her because he says right. that this is like really strong alcohol. Right. It hits the it, body
1: like a quart of alcohol. He yeah. Said.
0: And in a few hours, Buffy will be dead. Buffy's like, don't sugarcoat it, Doc. <laughs> yeah and he says we have two hours three at the mo- or a couple of hours three at the most and
1: then xander who is always ready to go for the nuclear option he because he, he giles yeah. explains you can it's... we can destroy her spell book the only other option is beheading and then uh-huh. xander's like show of hands for beheading or whatever well he
0: says we need her spell book uh, uh-huh. they, you don't, they don't destroy her spell book they have i guess they or, have yeah. to need it to find out the counter spell i
1: thought he said destroy her spell book maybe i'm Mistake.
0: i mean if they do have to destroy do her that. spell book they also have to do a counter spell so yeah
1: i mean anyway uh xander th- th- uh we're not going to do a counter for this but it, <laughs> it is a thing you could do a counter for where it's yes. like xander immediately
0: jumping to the nuclear option yes he's like well we'll, we'll cut off her head yeah and <laughs> buffy is very sympathetic to amy she's like she's not like she, this is she still all because she's, of her mom
1: yeah she's like she's even if she she realizes now that uh Amy is aware of it or whatever, but she even still kind of seems like she's keeping this idea of like, maybe she's not fully aware.
0: Cause you know, of course Buffy doesn't know yeah. about what happened at Amy's house. And, uh, they're, they're like, Giles is like, well, she needs somewhere to do her spells with a pentagram and a large pot. And like, it seems like they don't just like someone does pretty much immediately. Buffy, I think jumped to, oh well, we need her to go house. to her house. Like, It feels like Giles should have suggested that in the first place. Where else is she going to be doing magic? (laughs) Oh, right. (laughs) So they're like, okay, we need to go to Amy's. Magic room. Sorry, what?
1: Said she was going to do it at the the magic room.
0: So uh, they're like, we have to go to Amy's house. Mm -hmm. And uh, Xander and Willow are saying they want to come with her. But Buffy's like, no, you guys stay here. Uh, I don't want to make you, like, put you into something dangerous. You guys stay here and keep an eye on Amy. So Giles drives Buffy to Amy's house, and uh, they go into Amy's really creepy house. I just
1: want to say, too, I, um, I'm i not sure if this is the same car Giles has later on in the series, it me. looks a little bit different to me. I'm curious as we go on to see if it is the same car, if I'm just crazy. <laughs> but it, it does not look like the car I remember Giles driving in like season two and three.
0: Hey, maybe he gets a really good salary from the Watchers Council.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, the car I remember is not better than this car. <laughs> but but <laughs> it's, it's different. So, (laughs) anyway. So so
0: they go into the house, and Mm -hmm. Amy's mom is there, and she's very flustered. Mm -hmm. She's really skittish. Uh, She's like, Oh, I'm not allowed. She's like trying to talk about how she's not allowed to have visitors.
1: The camera very purposely goes to a shot of some little Debbie's in a very artful arrangement on a plate. Yeah, uh, they're very clearly the little Debbie brownies. brownies. Yeah, little Debbie brownies. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, little Debbie brownies specifically.
0: Yeah, in which. Amy likes to eat brownies, Mm -hmm. but her mom is super concerned about her weight. Right. So she's like, I don't know what you're talking about, Mr. Librarian person. And
1: she keeps like saying things like when she comes to the door, she's like, I'm not allowed to, you can't come in. Yeah. Yeah. And she's like, has these little kind of slip ups and then.
0: Yeah. And uh, it's like, I wrote here, it's like the, uh, I'm, I'm settling, trying to drop hints that I'm not Amy, that I'm not Amy. Right. And then it cuts to the confessional. I'm Amy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, it's very clear to Buffy. She fi- she's like, y- you're Amy, right? And mm-hmm. uh, she's figured it out. Amy's mom is actually Amy. And right. the Amy we've seen at school is actually Amy's mom. She's cast a spell to switch her bodies. I love that Buffy figures this out and not Giles. Yeah. Because Buffy just knows so much more about Amy and is she, really perceptive.
1: Yeah, she's very hyper aware of what's going on around her. And, yeah, so and, I really love that little of detail. Other pe- and she cares enough about other people around her to retain these
0: things. Even with this weird, like, drunk spell she has yeah. put on her. Yeah, she's in the hangover portion right now, it seems like. Yeah, so I really liked that mm-hmm. uh, that detail. Yeah, Buffy, w- we haven't really mentioned that Buffy, w- in the hallway earlier, started not feeling so well. And now she's kind of weak, and she can't move very well. So mm-hmm. they leave Buffy downstairs, and uh, Buffy and Amy, in her mom's body, go upstairs. Giles and Amy in her mom's body. Excuse me, yes. <laughs> giles and amy in her mom's body go upstairs they leave buffy on the couch downstairs because she can't really walk very well uh amy in her mom's body is talking about how she's like oh dad used to always call mom a witch and i just thought he was being mean to her Mm -hmm. but i didn't realize it was super real excuse me super real Mm -hmm. and she said i was wasting my youth so she took it i wrote down that specific quote that actually all happens downstairs Oh, excuse me. But I'm so sorry. It's fine. I mean, <laughs> it's
1: all part of the same scene, I think.
0: So uh, she's talking about that. Um, so we see now that Amy's mom, like, we could already tell she was, like, kind of emotionally abusive and stuff towards right. Amy. But now we can see it, and it goes so much farther than we oh, could yeah. have imagined.
1: Like, it, it's, it really is, like, it's a horror story. I mean, it, yeah. it's something that, like, I remember kind of seeing at the time and thinking, like, oh, that's weird you know and not it, like it didn't sink in on me until like i had to really delve into it and be like wow yeah that's terrifying it's like mm-hmm. evil freaky friday and i mean freaky friday is already, <laughs> yeah, kind that's already kind of scary but like yeah it's like a like a like kind of muted body horror
0: thing in a way yeah so uh oh okay so Buffy tells her it will. It's going to be okay. She does this Buffy thing of reassuring her that everything's going to be fine. They're going to mm-hmm. take care of it. Amy says one day she just woke up in her bed. She didn't know where she was, and yeah, she we learned in the it mirror. was
1: months ago.
0: Yeah. So this has been going on for a long time. And when Amy says she's been training with her mom for three hours a day, Amy's body is Amy yeah. and her mom,
1: <laughs> right? And so anyway, Giles and uh, Amy's or Giles and Amy go upstairs they're trying to find her book she's like because giles Mom says kill we me. can
0: reverse all of her spells if we can just find the book right she and used.
1: she's still clearly very afraid but she knows you can tell she's like she wants to help and she's,
0: she's this actress is so good and we'll oh talk my more gosh, about yes. it in a second when she when they flip back she does a but, really great uh, job when she when he tells her that they can reverse the spell she's like you could you yeah. really could and with this like desperation it's so good and you get it would be so it would be so easy
1: to try to like overshoot how young to play this you know yeah, right to like have amy like be like gee mr giles i hope you can help <laughs> yeah. me get my body back <laughs> like it would <laughs> uh there's a clear reason i'm not an actor but like <laughs> it would just be it, it, it would be so easy for that actress to do that and and kind of skunk it up by yeah. taking a really big swing
0: so upstairs in amy's mom's lair they're looking around there's a cat just in a box yeah i was like why is there always a cat in a box somewhere that's whatever and he's it, like let's look at what this was he's, guarding he's
1: like good kitty
0: yeah and it's obviously a not nice like a very good guard cat because yeah. can just open the box so I he mean, opens this box yeah. And he finds, he's like, somehow he, I guess there's only one spell book in there, because he's like, ah, this is it. And mm-hmm. he just takes it out of the box. It
1: actually just has one of those uh, labels on it from like a label maker. <laughs> and it says, spell book, do not
0: touch. Amy's mom's spell book for getting into the cheer squad. <laughs> <laughs> it actually, it's the burn book. And so, he, yes. <laughs> and so he rushes downstairs uh, and he carries Buffy out and he tells Amy and her mom's body, you're coming with us. And so we cut to the basketball game. Come on, guys. Let's play some basketball. <laughs> and then we have
1: that little kind of dancer team. That's the same music that Amber Grove tried out on. Yes. And then It's I, like Seven
0: Nation Army or something.
1: Oh, no. I, oh. I didn't actually
0: <rue> Oh, that kind of sounds like the Mortal Kombat theme. Anyway, I don't know. Like, uh, I, and any, I didn't recognize I heard it song. a lot in high school.
1: I just wanted to point out that. This super elite cheerleading squad that is very exclusive and only takes a small number of members apparently only knows the cheer five, six, seven, eight. Go, Sunnydale, go. Go, Sunnydale, go. <laughs> One, des- two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Go, Sunnydale, yes. go.
0: That's like their whole cheer. <laughs> I mean, it does kind of feel true to life because cheerleaders will spend a long time doing like the same thing. I
1: mean, it, 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 of
0: course, they're probably not going to teach them like an actual cheer. And movie, at some it was point, just at some very point, funny.
1: They at, do do a pyramid.
0: At some point, they're like, something, something. The other team's a bore.
1: Oh, I oh, missed also that. Also, the
0: Sunnydale's mascot is the Razorbacks.
1: Right. Which is uh, the same as uh, Ar- uh, the, the University Arkansas. of Arkansas. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, for whatever that's worth, because yeah. we don't follow sports or attend right, the exactly. University of Arkansas.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so uh, a- Amy is there cheering because she's been put in, even though she's the third alternate. Mm-hmm. Xander and Willow, are there keeping an eye on her. And then we cut back to Giles and Buffy and Amy in her mom's body. Mm-hmm. They get back to the school. They're going into a chemistry lab. Buffy is doing really badly yeah she's in rough shape they have to lay her on a table and uh amy in her mom's body <laughs> asks uh she asks if buffy's going to be okay and giles says they only have a few minutes like until yeah. buffy is dead it's very intense i also
1: really like showing giles being like very tender and like kind of fatherly towards her uh-huh. and how he like lays he like throws all the stuff off the table and like F- puts her his jacket under her head and stuff like that and like yeah is is very clearly being very like paternal and like protective of her
0: yeah i agree so that ba- we go back to the game there's all this like weird camera work with go say go who is amy's mom in her body i'm just gonna call her amy mom until they switch back <laughs> so there's this weird camera work until amy with amy mom and we like are cutting back and forth with Giles mm-hmm. doing this incantation and he's right. making up, mixing up some kind of brew,
1: right? L- which looks like uh, dry ice and water. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> and he's like he'll say like the Latin bit and then he'll translate it. Yeah. Which
0: which actually is something that is consistent in huh. some of the spells I that didn't we see that. In, in the show. So, Amy mom is having these weird visions, and she, we can tell she's feeling weird. And the, so, it seems and, like this counter spell is working.
1: And, uh, Mom Amy is, she actually says it's working because Mom Amy yes. is flashing it back into her body for a second. Oh, yeah. And seeing, because that's what's going on. Like, she's, uh-huh. Mom Amy is, well, okay. Amy is seeing through her actual own eyes. Yes. And then Catherine is seeing through Amy's eyes.
0: Yes, 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 yes. So it's just cutting back and forth with this. Amy mom causes the pyramid to fall, and Mm -hmm. she kind of runs off.
1: After giving this death glare to the cheerleader, she's like, she's like, what did you do that for? Or whatever. And
0: then she just gives her this look that's like, bitch. Yeah, right. (laughs) It's just like, she's ready to cut somebody. Mm Mm-hmm. And so uh, she storms off. She goes out into the hallway, mm-hmm. and Willow stops her. She's like, get out of my way. And Willow <laughs> says, no, I can help you. Uh, right. I know a really good cauldron, Cauldron. and do, do you, you actually, actually ride a broom? broom? And then Xander and is sneaking up behind her yes, very cartoonishly. Yes, Xander's sneaking up behind her. And Amy I just Wong... want to point out,
1: if, if, if this was happening in an episode of RuPaul's Drag Race, <laughs> The music behind Xander's shot would be hinky dinky That yes. like kind of music, like when someone's doing something obviously stupid.
0: <laughs> yes. And so Amy Mom punches Willow in the face.
1: Well, sorry. She turns around and force chokes Xander that's,
0: that's first. That's after she punches Willow in the
1: face. Uh-uh. What? She force chokes Xander Well, and then whips around and yes, <laughs> just oh, punches yeah, yeah. Willow in the face, which I think is really funny because it's like – I'm not gonna force choke you. I'm just gonna punch you in the face. Yeah, because
0: first, yeah, first she does. She first for, force chokes Xander, and then Willow's like Xander, yeah. and she turns around and clocks her yes. right in the face. And I mean, I think
1: it. I, I I do think that moment was actually important though, because it kind of show it explains some of the stuff she does, like. She doesn't always use her powers to fight people. She Uh also physically assaults them. Yes. (laughs) Because otherwise, like, how would anybody get near her if she can
0: telekinesis them all across the room? And so uh, we cut to Giles sticking his hands in this brew. Why does he have to stick his hands in there Uh, whatever? Well, he
1: says, take of mine energy and Uh, be sated. So it's kind of. Okay, that makes sense. It's it's implying that he's having to kind of, like, give up a little bit of his Uh maybe, like, I don't know, life force or something Mm. to save Buffy a little bit
0: and uh and then it cuts back to Amy mom who is uh breaking this in case of fire case uh uh-huh. takes out a an axe yeah do they have those in high schools i don't they don't now i bet yeah right <laughs> absolutely uh, and what, a, like, I've never seen one of those in real life. A fire axe thing. Yeah. <laughs> yes, exactly. I, think, I feel like I have seen them before, actually. And so she's, that's after she's, like, trying to open the door. They can tell she's trying to open mm-hmm. the door. And then she chops into the science lab. Clearly
1: does not know Alohomora.
0: Right? <laughs> she chops the door to the science yeah. lab and goes in there. She comes in, and this, this camera shot, you, this... But what's supposed to be Buffy laying on the table is obviously a mannequin. <laughs> it's uh, so funny looking. Oh my gosh! I have to go back. I actually missed that. It's like, oh, we forgot to film this with, and Sarah Michelle Gellar can't be here right now, <laughs> so we just need to dress a mannequin. Oh up man! Like her. I
1: gotta go look at that. I I cannot <laughs> believe I missed that. It I
0: it, I suppose it could be her, but I think her face is like shiny and stuff, and there's nothing else around, like no other yeah. people or anything. So I'm pretty sure that's a mannequin. Could be. Yeah, and so the counterspell finishes. Mm-hmm. We can see Buffy immediately gets better. Right. And uh, she's like, and Amy and her mom have switched back to the same bodies. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to say Amy and Amy's mom. And that's talking right. about the actual people in the you right could bodies also, now. I mean, feel free to keep saying Amy's mom. Her name is Catherine. Yes, You that's could also true. say Catherine. And so, and Buffy, re- she, she uh, sees Amy back in her own body. And she's mm-hmm. like, Amy? She's really excited that they helped her. And then Amy's mom just tackles Buffy, and right. she telekinesis throws a table at Giles.
1: Yes, and this is something we are definitely going to do a counter on. This is Giles getting knocked out counter number one. Number one, Giles <laughs>
0: getting knocked out. Xander horny four, Giles knocked out. KO one. So, so Giles passes out. Uh, <laughs> Amy's mom calls Buffy, or wait, is it Amy? She says, you little brat. Yeah.
1: She's talking to Amy.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and uh, she grabs the axe that she used before in a different she body. She
1: force grabs it or, like, she telekineses it to her because I yes. think Amy – Well, Amy was carrying it because
0: yeah, and then when she they like, switched bodies. Yeah, yeah. She brings it to her with her magic. Yeah. Uh, the actress is so good. Like, the switch between Amy and her mom is so good.
1: Yeah, and, it, like, again – so easy to overshoot like she could have very easily been like this cartoon like
0: <laughs> yeah right
1: but she plays it really well
0: uh, she says i gave you birth i gave my life so you could drag that worthless carcass around and call it living Ooh, Ooh. Yes. Ugh. yeah burn
1: i mean again this is like of course the supernatural uh metaphor for the toxic parent-child relationship yes, exactly it's uh, coming it's this is coming like, to a head now
0: it's also like one of those teenage fears thing it's like w- was I, like, a waste of being given life? Yeah,
1: or, like, am I living up to my parents and, like, their expectations uh-huh. of me? And Amy is, like, getting the nightmare scenario of exactly. very emphatically no.
0: Yeah, right. <laughs> exactly. And Buffy pops up behind her, and she says, guess what? I feel better. And
1: I thought it was really funny, because the way she does it, and, like, the kind of way she's, like, cut her head kind of tilted and cocked around uh-huh. is very reminiscent of when she got Luke in the last episode. Oh, Yeah. So uh, I just that was just a neat little thing that I was like, oh, it's kind of like that, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, Amy's... Oh. oh, dang it. I forgot to talk about this. When Go you ahead. were talking about Giles doing the spell, and he's yelling, release! <laughs> um, that reminded me of... This is a very niche reference, which um, if you are not on board for niche references, I'm so sorry. This is the wrong podcast for you. Um, in the uh, Father of the Bride movie... Uh-huh. Um, when s- there's this scene where uh, Steve Martin and Diane Keaton go over to like the in-laws house mm-hmm. and it, there are these two families that are kind of coming together and they're super rich and he's like kind of poking around their house and they have these two Dobermans that like are super gar- ferocious guard dogs and the the dad of that household says release to get them to like go away that's like their command to like chill mm-hmm. out back off <laughs> and he's like fighting over his wallet with one of them because he's like (laughs) stuck in it and he's like trying to remember the word and he remembers it too late and he like flies out a window and falls in their pool and he's like release and then (laughs) That's what I thought about when uh, when Giles screams that it makes All me right. think of that like every time. Anyway, yeah, thank you for funny. coming to my TED talk.
0: <laughs> you are welcome. <laughs> back
1: to the uh, action of the episode.
0: So, uh, Amy's mom is being like something, something. The dark place will have your soul. Yeah.
1: Well, first, oh, before she does that, like she she uses telekinesis to like yeah, hurl Buffy back against the Buffy wall, back. and then she stands up and. doesn't buffy say something to her no she's actually talking to amy Uh uh-huh because she's looking at amy and she's like oh she's yeah she's like i'm gonna send you somewhere where you can't make trouble anymore blah 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 and she like she does this really kind of funny intense move where she like whips around that axe handle which is in like embedded in a table yeah and uh Anyway, this is the first time that we see um, someone using very strong magic and their eyes go black.
0: Yeah, that's true. And so mm-hmm. she's using all this purpley stuff and she says, Korsheth take her. Yeah,
1: she's like, I will look
0: upon my enemy and the dark place will have her soul. And this is like some little hinting, like we have witches, we have other dimensions, we mm-hmm. have gods, presumably, like whatever Korseth something is. that she's, yeah and so and this is when buffy knocks down the mirror from earlier it deflects the spell back at her and it seems like she just disappears
1: right yeah she she does the Wah! and we see oh that's what that was in the opening scene because she's been in the part of the opening the entire oh. time because it's like Wah! and that's <laughs> yeah. that's the mom is getting it like, like is she's like up. looking away and yeah, like it's like that
0: thing. second when she does that, just gotcha. uh, like the scream. Ooh, all
1: right. Yeah. So now we finally are like, oh, that's what that is.
0: All right. So uh, then, <laughs> Giles is like, uh, Buffy's checking on Giles, and he's he says he's okay, and he says this is his first casting of that spell. Very like. Uh-huh. Go, Giles. Or it
1: sounds like his first time casting any spell. Period is how I heard it.
0: He just says that was my first casting. So yeah, I knows? mean it,
1: it. It seems to indicate that that's the first time he's cast a spell. Perhaps. Which,
2: hmm.
0: Is all I have to mm. say to that. Hmm. Mm, okay. <laughs> so Xander bursts in and he grabs Amy and he's, yeah, he's like, like, cut her head cut off. off. Yeah. And then Will, <laughs> my favorite. I love Will oh, coming well, in with a baseball favorite bat. Part of the whole episode. <laughs> Yeah, Willow bursts Uh, in. She's like, "Where is she?" (laughs) Look at her. (laughs) She's holding a baseball bat. She's like, "Where is she?" (laughs) She's like, "I'm gonna beat this bitch's ass." (laughs) I loved it so much. Show her to punch me in the face. (laughs) <laughs> and uh, Buffy's like, Xander, let her go. Uh, and he's like, but she's evil. And Amy, uh-huh. she's like, she's fine. Yeah. Amy says, I was my mom. Yeah, <laughs> but she, she kind of looks, she looks kind of happy and like elated. It's kind of like she enjoys being held by Xander. Mm-hmm. Maybe mm-hmm. I don't mm. know. <laughs> Could be some <laughs> she doesn't foreshadowing look something. at all. She's like, I'm gonna be okay. Buffy's here. Mm-hmm.
1: Well, I mean, uh, I mean, it. This person who was obviously very toxic and abusive to her is poofed yeah, right. to themselves. She has so. her own body again. And she's back in her own body. It's, it's all around been a good episode for Amy at, at this point. <laughs> yeah, right.
0: So uh, we cut to Buffy's room. She's mm-hmm. pushing her broken alarm clock into uh, like a whisker, <laughs> a whisker, a <laughs> wicker uh, trash basket thing. Uh-huh. And her mom is in her do- doorway. And they have a little chat. She says, I don't get it. I don't get it. Mm-hmm. And Buffy's like, what? What are you talking about? Uh, she's like, well, I don't. You're, I think because you're 16 and I'm not 16, I just can't understand you. There's a
1: biological imperative wherein I can't understand you. Yes. Because I am not 16.
0: Yes. <laughs> and that's when Buffy says, I'm inscrutable, huh? Yeah. <laughs> Which is very funny. I like that.
1: Yeah, that was good. And, and uh, I love that she asked Joyce, like, mom would you ever want to be
0: 16 again yes and
1: she's like go through all that again and she says that's a frightful notion she says she, she doesn't
0: think she would even do it if she thinks she could understand buffy more
1: and uh a big part of me wonders if this is cheeky foreshadowing mm? oh uh, oh he doesn't know i don't <laughs> know
0: i i don't i have no idea what he's talking about he doesn't know. <laughs> So I haven't seen these first few seasons very much. Mm. So uh, n- and Buffy is satisfied with that because you know she's just had this whole experience with someone who does want to be sixteen again. Mm-hmm. And I think she, hu- I, d- I can't remember if she if she hugs her or not. But she says, "I love you, mom," and she leaves. Yes, and so which is much more affectionate than Buffy has been <laughs> to her mom. This episode.
1: It's really neat too, like that they put this scene immediately after the fight scene because. It's the two mirror images meeting each other, right? Yeah. It's the 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 toxic, uh, Amy Catherine relationship reflected against the opposite, loving and open relationship that Joyce and Buffy have, and so because it, it, this could have easily been like kind of the bumper, right? Yeah. But it wasn't. I mean, the bumper we do get makes a lot more sense yes, actually. It but does. like, it uh, you know,
0: after Buffy leaves, uh, we get a little callback, and Joyce says. I don't get it, because that's right after Buffy is, yeah, like, because she said, really I love you, with her, yeah, and, and I don't get it. Which is really funny. Oh,
1: so awesome. So love then Joyce.
0: We, then we cut back to the school. I just want to shout out the wardrobe department here, because before, Amy's wearing, like, her cheerleading outfit and, mm-hmm. like, just, like, regular clothes and stuff or whatever. Maybe they're right. a little stylish. But they're kind
1: of, like, I would almost say, like, a little prissy.
0: Yeah, and now here she's wearing, like, this, like, kind of frumpy baggy jacket, yeah, like a baggy shirt with a peace something sign. Something
1: you could kind of, you could see Willow wearing it.
0: Yeah. So, and it's like, I think Willow is even a little bit more stylish than this. Yeah. She's just kind of wearing these, like, schluppy kind of clothes. Right. Which is showing, she's her now. That These are the kind of clothes yeah. that she might wear to school. Yeah.
1: very nice touch.
0: So, yeah, I liked those. And maybe, you know, they're kind of baggy. I wonder if even, they might not have been thinking about this. Probably About the weight loss. Yeah, that's yeah. what I said. They might have. I think it's made, intentional. Maybe they're her old clothes. Maybe I, she lost weight after her mom switched their bodies. The
1: amount of forethought that goes into these episodes and the season and the series as a whole. Uh huh. I'm coming down on the side of it was intentional. Yeah, I
0: just p- thought of that, and I that would yeah. be that would be really cool if that were intentional. I think it might be. Yeah. So she's talking about uh, how... Actually, Cordelia comes up, Mm -hmm. and she's...
1: One more little bit of Cordelia
0: acid for the end of the episode. Cordelia's being mean to them. She's
1: like, congratulations on making the squad. Oh, wait, you're not on the squad anymore. I am, or something like that.
0: And uh, Amy's like... Uh, I'll really miss the intellectual <laughs> thrill of spelling out words with my arms. Oh my God, I really loved that. And then she's kind that. of apologetic to Buffy. Yeah. She's like, oh yeah, you wanted to be on the squad. I'm sorry. But she's... I still think that's a sick burn though. That's really good. And it's really also good. just kind of, she's just kind of trying to like snap back at Cordelia.
1: Yeah, I, I think it's a very good one. I <laughs> I wrote it.
0: here, Buffy's outfit looks like a couch. She's wearing <laughs> this like, the thing she's wearing, the Is like pattern thing it. Is the green? green it. in... It's like green and brown. It's like
1: a weird, yeah, like a, uh, Sentino Rice might have said it was a rent-a-center couch. Yes,
0: like Latrice's outfit. Yeah. Uh-huh. So <laughs> I just really had to bring that up.
1: Yeah, no, it was a, an odd
0: uh, uh, texture or color of fabric. Yeah, and so Amy's talking about how her mom wanted to send her somewhere she could never make trouble again. And she's like, wherever she is, I don't think we all have to worry about her anymore. Mm-hmm. And that is when we get the camera shot...
1: And I want to say though before we actually zoom in and uh-huh. see the eyes, Amy does this kind of shocked look at the at the trophy for like a second. Ooh. There's this brief moment where she looks kind of like she like her eyes get a little wide and she kind of looks at it and I was like, does she know? Did Ooh. she notice? Ooh. Because if that's so wow, fucked up, Amy. Yeah, right. But like also, I get it. Yeah, right. Your mom was an asshole to you. So
0: the camera zooms in on the trophy that they were looking at earlier, and now it has uh, Carolyn? Carolyn. Catherine. Catherine. <laughs> <laughs> now it has Catherine's. Amy mom. Yes, Amy mom. has Catherine's <laughs> eyes in it, mm-hmm. and they're just like looking side to side uh-huh. frantically, and you can hear muffled screaming. Right. And cut to black. The Super creepy. Over. Very creepy. Like yeah. legit horror stuff.
1: I man. know, yeah. I mean, it's really interesting how they're able to kind of like in these things into this very like kind of pg or like i don't know what like tv 14 or Uh whatever the rating would have been teen what have you like they're able to really put some like pretty dark stuff in like kind of
0: like unthreatening packaging yeah it's 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 impressive it's super creepy well that is the episode that's Mm -hmm. which So, Zach, would you like to memorialize our one lost character in this episode?
1: Okay, I'll do it. (laughs) All right, uh, everybody go ahead and raise your glasses. Um, We're going to send off Catherine the Great. Catherine the Great. We didn't know you very long, which seems good because you seemed very unpleasant. You did seem like a raging asshole. I mean really weird to be this super powerful witch and uh, only care about being a cheerleader but you know everybody's got their ambitions they've all um, got their things and gosh in the end the ambitions just got her they took her away with korshith yep korshith
0: took her anyway into the dark place uh, i hope
1: you find peace in that dark place rest in
0: trophy yeah catherine the great <laughs> r.i.t <laughs> Okay, so as we continue through this series, we're going to rate each episode on a scale of one to ten stakes. So Zach, how many stakes would you give this episode? I gave this one eight stakes.
1: Uh-huh. I feel like it's like it's good. I enjoy it overall. i I just don't think it still had the same kind of like intensity of the first two episodes. Yeah. So like uh comparing them a little bit, I feel like this one just a little bit more, you know, I don't know, relaxed or something. No, that's the wrong word, but uh-huh. just not, not the same level of intensity.
0: Yeah, I agree, um, and it's also one of those things. This is also a reason I like the second episode less than the first episode. The stakes are kind of, the stakes are really high, yeah. but you're not really worried about it because Buffy's the main character, and I know we right. sort of have, like, Subverted some expectations, but we still don't... Wouldn't that Buffy's be... Buffy's not going to die. That would be
1: a hell of a twist. You kill off the ver- the titular character in the third right, episode. Right, exactly. Then it becomes... Somebody named LaWanda, the
0: Vampire Slayer. I don't know. <laughs> so I, I think that I think eight is an appropriate score. So I'm going to also give it eight out of ten stakes. Mm-hmm. I did really enjoy this episode, and I oh, thought I love st-
1: anything witchy. Yeah,
0: and I thought the storytelling was pretty good. I expected our first episode out of the pilot to, you know, be a stinker, but I, yeah, I liked it.
1: Or like just kind of the lull, but no, I yeah, it was good, and the twist, and. The mirrored storytelling very good
0: yeah i enjoyed it uh i didn't it's there a very more layered some, episode yeah there were some xander things that i didn't love and but well, i mean <laughs> that's not gonna change <laughs> that'll that'll
1: be a through line
0: yeah so uh let's move on all right so kyle for this episode who is your mvp I, so I have, I, I have to say not even, no question for me. I think it's Giles.
1: I absolutely agree. I wrote the same thing.
0: Giles completely saved the day. Like, it, yeah,
1: I, Buffy would fully be dead if not <laughs> literally for Literally, she
0: was going to die in a few minutes when they got to the science lab.
1: Yeah, I mean, uh, he uh, has studied up on all this stuff. We get the kind of like you pointed out, the thing where he automatically knows that it's a bloodstone. Yeah, he's spell. the
0: one who figures out it's a witch. He's the one who figures out the exact spell. It's it has to be Giles
1: for yeah, me. Yeah, I mean there's she just would, it it would have ended. This would have been the end of Buffy the Vampire Slayer and we would have had Lawanda the Vampire Slayer.
0: Although um you know spiritual mvp willow running in with a bat <laughs>
1: oh yeah right oh yeah where is she honorable mention for sure i loved it and uh yeah i mean he breaks the spell he does such a good job caring for buffy and being very like protective and paternal for her mm-hmm. and like he's he is we didn't really talk about this very much but he is going off on amy mom yes uh <laughs> in When he's talking to Amy Catherine, who he thinks... uh, That's funny, because I went to school with a girl named Amy Catherine, actually. Uh But um, when he's like, he is like, you have done all this stuff, and you've
0: caused this girl to blah, 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 blah. Yeah, it's very
1: parental and teacher Yeah, he is like super... He's like a a lion for Buffy.
0: All right, so Zach, why don't you tell us a little bit about some queer themes in this episode?
1: Okay, so I have a few. I have one that I've kind of already hinted at and talked about a little bit, which is... um, I see, like like you said, Xander being relegated to one of the girls. Yes. And we actually see this in two different ways because we get hints at it from Willow. And then also directly, we kind of get it for Xander, this sense of being in love with somebody that you can't be with. Mm-hmm. And for me, I had just like an endless series of crushes on straight dudes growing up, like friends in high school, uh, Friends in college or like kind of people who were in my orbit and i it was it i don't i don't know what it was psychologically but it was just this thing of like i would just fall and i mean like embarrassing lovey-dovey fantasy stuff for all these straight people that i couldn't Uh be with so i think that's one theme that we could really kind of relate to and like kind of probably a lot of queer people can experience yes um just because especially like growing up, you know, in high school, um, I always heard about gay people that were older than me that had already graduated. Yeah. And it was like, but it was a very, like when I was in school, I, I would not have felt safe coming out. I, and I think I would probably at least have been beaten up if not something worse at my school. Cause it was not a yeah. safe environment for gay people. And, um, from both children and teachers, I got that vibe. Um, oh growing up and um so having that kind of like limited pool of people that you can try to date as you come into the you know desire to date uh it's a little bit different than xander's predicament because like you said he's surrounded by hundreds of people if not thousands that he could potentially date but he's of course hyper focused on buffy um so that's one and then another one that i think is um that is a universal theme, but also like very, again, close to the queer experiences, uh, growing up with these expectations from your parents that you want to try to live up to. And then that internal fear you have, uh, as a kid of letting them down, but then you have this other kind of more intense layer of it really, because you're as a queer kid, you have this other thing of like, are my parents going to just like fully reject me? Am I going to get the Amy experience or am I going to get the uh, Buffy experience? Like if I came out to my parents, are they going to be like, you're a waste of life. Get out of my house. Right. Which does happen to this day, unfortunately. And it's and so terrifying for young kids you know, and high school age kids to come out of the closet. I mean, it's a lot more open, I feel like, than when I was growing up. Because um, mm-hmm. yes, I mean, absolutely. there were lots of like openly gay, openly trans kids at our this very small rural school that I yes. taught at in high, in, uh, in Arkansas. So I mean, that would have been unfathomable for me when I was in school, and so I think that the idea of being so terrified of letting your parents down, feeling this pressure either directly or indirectly from them to live up to some kind of standard or ideal that you think they have in your head, (laughs) which (laughs) so often we don't actually know because we don't have like Joyce and Buffy kind of have this ideal idyllic relationship almost where they're very open with each other and communicate very easily uh, in a lot of ways. You know, she has to keep a lot of secrets from Buffy still, but yeah, I mean, that's, that's where I'm, that's the queer themes that I'm seeing.
0: Yeah, I agree. Yeah, those, all, those all are all, I think, really good queer reads on the episode.
1: So what would you say are the uh, queerest moments, or one of the queerest moments in this episode?
0: I, uh, there are a few I could pick from. There was nothing that seemed overtly the gayest moment to me. I think I'm going to have to give it to Buffy almost revealing to her mom that she is a vampire slayer. Actually, literally just saying it. <laughs> but then her mom just ignores it. Uh, and uh, I just think that's a, you know, t- her mom could have gotten really concerned in that moment and mm-hmm. she just ignores it and it doesn't yeah. really come up again for a while.
1: That's a good point, letting your true kind of self
0: slip. Exactly. So she kind of she kind of lets that slip about herself and her mom doesn't really think twice about it, which is especially like in the South where people just kind of want to ignore those kinds of things. Right. I'm yeah. going to call that the gayest moment in the episode. A uh, uh, close yeah, second good. is the mirrored moments of Willow and Xander being told they're mm-hmm. just like one of a person from the other gender.
1: Definitely. Definitely. And you know, I have to say, um, cause you know, people, <laughs> if anybody listens to this, who remembers me from college, uh, is listening. Um, in a way, I I think, and it's probably from seeing archetypes like Xander in TV and movies and stuff a little bit, but like, and but also that kind of experience of going to college and like having that kind of <laughs> renaissance type feeling for your queerness, where you're like, I can finally be me. <laughs>
2: yes.
1: And then like, for me, it did kind of manifest in some like Xander esque horniness oh, and yeah. ogling. And I mean, I everybody, lots of gay people. Are, I mean, and in, in general, people are guilty of like, you know. Checking out the guy in the gray sweatpants. We all know about the gray sweatpants. And, like, don't act like you don't know what it is. And, uh, yeah, I'm talking to you, listener. But, like, you know, that kind of thing. And so while <laughs> I would not have been just openly be like, holy shit, look how fucking hot blah, 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 blah is, you know, maybe to, like, one or two, like, gay friends be like, damn. You know, so, like, while we rag on Xander, I do have to admit that, in a
0: younger age, I was a little bit like that. I'm not admitting anything. Mm. (laughs) So that yourself. (laughs) (laughs) So that was our third episode, which uh, thank you so much for listening to us. We really enjoyed this conversation. Zach, do you want to tell everyone where they can find us and how they can support us?
1: Yeah. If you like what you heard, uh, please follow us on Spotify, Apple, wherever you get your podcasts. Um, Another way to support us would be if you enjoyed it to leave us a nice rating and review on Apple Podcasts. Um, or does Spotify
0: have a review function? It does. I think you have to listen to a few episodes before you can rate.
1: Oh, okay. So if you get to a point where you can rate us on Spotify, that would also be great. Um, you can also follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at Pod and uh we'll be trying to post content there to kind of promote the episodes uh we're also going to put screenshots like if we have screenshots of moments that we talk about in the show we'll try to post them on there in our stories on instagram um and probably also on twitter if you have any kind of questions or specific feedback or comments that you'd like to give us about the episode or uh the subjects that we're talking about uh you can reach us at
0: buffygaze at gmail.com. So no pod on that one. Or you can just DM us somewhere else. Yeah, you could DM us on Instagram or Twitter. Also, our Anchor page is anchor.fm slash buffygaze if you want to leave us a voicemail or email us through there.
1: Yeah, that would be great. We would love, honestly, to hear some feedback from listeners. Like We've had some close friends kind of give us a little bit of feedback already on things, and we're trying to tweak as we go and improve. And we, we want to just give you the best listening experience, and hopefully you're having fun with us
0: yeah so just let us know and any thoughts i uh when i'm listening to tv show podcasts i always get like really annoyed when they don't talk about something i noticed a lot so just like let uh, your thoughts about the episode and stuff just oh
1: yeah i mean there's so much stuff here i'm sure that it's possible we missed tons of things so i'd love to hear from uh people who listened but anyway uh this has been the very succinctly titled
0: which (laughs) <laughs> so till next time I've been Kyle <laughs> and I've been Zach and we are your Buffy, Buffy Gays happy slaying ow 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 boom <laughs> <laughs>